This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now, so now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Nathan's not in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and guys, we are back to bring you guys another fun-filled episode. Now, guys, I want to thank everybody who was in the chat waiting for this show. I hope you guys are ready to participate. I'm going to be posting a new phone number in here. I want to hear from you guys tonight, man. I am currently driving home. I'm like right around the corner. Don't worry. I got two turns left before I get into my driveway, all right? And we are going to rock this show like no other. This show is all about you guys. I want to hear from you guys tonight. I'm going to post the phone number. You guys are going to call in. You're going to tell me different things that you expect to see, hope to see from this season coming up, okay? Uh, we are getting closer to the time of, you know, OTAs and <clears throat> all that kind of shit, right? Like training camp is here. Like, we're, we're ready. Ooh, man. Like, the Niners are about to have to start playing some big boy ball. I am in my driveway. I'm going to go through the formalities once I get inside. All right. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to. There it is. So 1v1 conversations. Find out. Looks like it cut off again. There we go. I am really, really looking forward to it, man. Uh, this is going to be a fun, fun episode, so I can't wait. Don't worry about what it looks like right now. I promise you guys it is going to get better. All right? Finishing up my cigar. You guys see how much I got left, so I'm wasting a lot of really good cigar because I'm not doing this outside, okay? I'm going to put that on. So ready. It's going to be a blast. We are going to have a great time on this on tonight's episode. My wife is doing her thing. She is rocking stuff out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let me get onto the laptop here. 
and we're going to have a blast, man. We're going to have a really, really good time, all right? So let's start with the formalities because that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Uh, first and foremost, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, do us a favor. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys make it known where you support your 49ers, man. Nothing But Niners is a great channel. We bring you guys a ton of content all year long, all right? So I want you guys to log in, say what's up, make it known. This is not, this laptop is not charging, but it's cool. It's okay. Um, make it known where you guys support us, where you guys are from, all that stuff. And when you guys do that, when you subscribe, it's going to help other people find us as well, okay? And that's what we're looking for here. That's that's the way that people are going to find us. They're going to be like, oh, I trust this person. Let's say your name is Jeff. Well, Jeff likes this, so I must have to like this also because Jeff is holding me down. And that's what we're looking for. So that's one way that this all works. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, okay? Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine, the number nine, ERS, all right? Nothing but nine, ERS. Give us a follow there. Let me jump out. Of Nothing but nine, ERS. Give us some follows over there on social media platforms, Twitter, Snapchat. Is that? All right. I think we're back. Nothing but nine ERS on Twitter and Snapchat. Give us follows over there. OK, guys, I am working through this, man. I am really, really trying. Mike Martinez all the way from Florida, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. We in here, man. I see y'all. All right. Uh, also, we have Facebook, Instagram and Twitch. Make sure you guys give us follows over there. Those handles are nothing but Niners that is spelled all the way out. Numbers. No substitutions, extensions, or refunds, okay? Make sure you guys give us follows over there. That's going to be the way that you guys can find us on our various social media platforms, okay? I'm your guy, 49ers Mike. No, I'm not 49ers Mike underscore NFL anymore. I am Mike Andrews 83 all right? It's a whole new handle, man. So make sure you – here, let me, let me take this frame off so you guys can see my Twitter handle. You see that right there? Mike Andrews 83. Y'all know me. And if you don't, you're going to get to know me tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to post the phone number in here. We're going to rock this joint. Now, let me put the banner back up here. Forget my name for a second. All right. We have an email address. If you guys want to send us questions, comments, concerns, requests, suggestions for the show, nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. That's going to be the place that you're going to want to go to do it. All right. Also, guys, we have Patreon. Patreon, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret here. Okay. People are saying, Mike, man, you guys are doing one show a week in the offseason on Nothing But Niners. It's either Tuesdays or Thursdays, and that is true. But Patreon has not changed. We're bringing you guys at least two shows a week over there. So head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash NB9ERS, okay? So make sure you guys get on over there. Now, I have to give you guys some news here, okay? Quick update here, all right? This computer that I'm using is trash. It is super duper trash, okay? It keeps crashing. It keeps kicking me off in the middle of live streams. And when that happens, 
I have to come back in. So if there's a gap, if it looks like I disappear for a little bit, don't fret, guys. There's a new computer on the way. I bought this super-powered gaming laptop, okay? I was referred to it by my guy, Zach. Um, this thing is on its way. They're building it for me over at the studios, and it's coming in. So when that does arrive, you guys aren't going to have to worry about it. But in the meantime, I'm going to be kicked off from time to time. It just happened a couple seconds ago, and I'm already back in here, okay? Um, so make sure you guys get and get in here, have a little bit of patience with me, work through the kinks with me, all right? We have been going for five-plus years strong here on the Nothing But Niners channel, and that's why we're at the top of the list, man. That's why that's why we are where we are, okay? I'm going to change the call-in number. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys tonight on today's episode, okay? So shout-out to you guys, all right? Now, let me, let, me, let me get ready to do this, man. Let me, let me put the call-in number on here. You guys got to bear with me for a second. Let me get the because we just got a brand new phone number today. We got a brand new number today, and I want you guys to enjoy this, okay? So let me go ahead and edit it. Now, this, this phone number is not going to be a California area code. This is going to be one from where I'm from, okay? So you, when you guys see this number, don't say, oh, man, these guys are fake 49er fans because they don't have a Cali phone number or anything like that. You guys know I'm an East Coast guy, all right? But I had to find a phone number that had 49ers in it. That was my goal. That was my only goal. Okay. My only goal was to find a phone number that had 49 in it. Boom. That's the number right there scrolling across the bottom of the screen. It is 267-949-4513. The sooner you guys get start to calling in, the sooner the show is going to get kicked off. We're going to put you guys on speakerphone and we are going to have a blast on tonight's show okay i got some good questions for you guys i can't wait to discuss it look at that look at that you guys are calling in already let's see our first caller here here we go no forget bluetooth we don't want bluetooth we want speakerphone let's let's do bluetooth here all right hello hello hi who are we speaking with you're live with nothing but niners this is cynthia let's go sin how you doing I am I am better. I am better. I can't say that I'm great. I can't even say that I'm good. I have had a really, really, really rough day. Uh, last couple of days have been pretty rough for me emotionally, but I am blessed. I'm still here. Uh, my immediate family is healthy. We are, we're making it. So, you know, I want to thank you for taking your time and calling in, uh, participating in today's show. Uh, you guys can hear the beeps. It's other people calling in. Guys, let's listen. All right, I can't I can't answer all the calls right now, so we'll get to them as soon as we can. But Sin, I have to ask you a question, okay? We're going to jump right into this because we've been on for over 10 minutes already, okay? You ready? Yes. All right. We got Trey Lance as the starter. Projected. Not official, but as close to official as it could possibly be. Trey Lance is supposed to be the starter. Uh, we have Javarius Ward on one side. We don't quite know who's going to be the guy on the opposite side. It could be either Emmanuel Mosley or Jason Verrett. We have Jimmy Ward as one safety. We don't know who's going to be playing opposite of him. Is it going to be the other Ward? Is it going to be more? Is it going to be Hufunga? We don't quite know. But then we have this amazing linebacking core, okay? PFF ranked our linebacking core number one between Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Aziz Al-Shayer. They say we have the best, <coughs> excuse me, not one of, but the best Linebacking core. Our offensive line is in well, flux. Well, at least they got one thing right today. There we go. Come on now. Talk about it, girl. That's what I'm talking about now. All right. 
<clears throat> our offensive line is in flux. We could have three new starters. We could have four new starters if Mike McGlinchey's not ready. Uh, the offensive line is crazy. And then we even have new running backs to mix into it all. Um, I want to know what your expectations are for the 49ers this season. Um, you can you can start from a record prediction if you want. Are you going to be disappointed if Trey Lance isn't better than Jimmy Garoppolo? You take it wherever you want to go. But I want to know what you are honestly expecting from the 49ers this season. So that's a hard question to answer because Trey Lance, this will be his first year starting. Mm-hmm. And I know he has a lot of potential, and I'm rooting that for that potential. But I also don't want to be unfair. Okay. So I think that if he has all the skills and the tools that everybody tells me he does, and if we have a good running game, which it looks like we're going to probably have a better running game. Mm. Talk about it. Um, the offensive line, I don't know, we'll see, but if, if that works out, we should do well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mad. I so, like um, I'm just going to take it all in and enjoy the games and see what happens, but I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to be realistic and I'm not going to be mad if we don't get what we're used to getting. I know that Trey is going to do well. It might take him a while, but I think he's going to do well. Okay. Now let me ask you this, right? So this whole Trey Lance thing is very, very interesting. And obviously he's going to be the major focus of how successful the 49ers are going to be, right? Starting quarterbacks are that they, they dictate the outcome more than probably any other position on the entire field, right? You can have the best offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, but Kyle couldn't do it with Nick Mullins. He couldn't do it with C.J. Beathard. He couldn't do it with Brian Hoyer. Oh, oh, my goodness. Right. But he did do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. The, does the fact that Kyle is ready to move on from Trey, I mean, move on from Jimmy, make you feel more confident? Or are you still nervous because it's a first-year starter? I'm I'm nervous because he's a first-year starter, but he moved on from Jimmy for a reason. There we go. And you know I like Jimmy, so I'm not a Jimmy hater, but Kyle moved on from Jimmy for a reason. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. And see, So I'm looking forward to seeing how Kyle – does with the quarterback of his own choosing. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very important point, right? So a lot of people look at Jimmy. They say Kyle really wanted to get Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins got locked up by the Vikings, and so he they kind of went into a panic mode. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle had to settle for Jimmy, right? Um, this is the first time in Kyle Shanahan's entire coaching career as an offensive coordinator as a head as a head coach this is the first time in his entire career that kyle was able to hand select his quarterback right Right. now if you feel like i do uh kyle wasn't hoping to get a guy like you know 
Trevor Lawrence. He wasn't hoping to get, get a guy like Zach Wilson. I think Kyle and the coaching staff, the front office staff, had a pretty good idea of who was going to go one and two. And so right. that left him the rest of the crop of quarterbacks to choose from, and he decided to choose Trey Lance. Not only did he decide to choose him, Kyle made a concerted effort to say he is not ready to start. I want him in my system for a whole year, learn the playbook, learn the players, learn the offensive line, learn what I want you to do, and then we'll start you only when you're ready. Kyle had the full support of Jed York. Jed York said, hey, if they want to keep Jimmy for the next two or three years, I am with that. I'm okay with it. He had the whole building behind him. And then when this season gets here, Jimmy's on the trade block. We had calls coming in for Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded, but the surgery kind of scared some teams away. But we are still confident that Trey is the guy and we are ready to move on. To me, that says that they expect at least the same amount of production from Trey that they expected from Jimmy. What say you? I, I can see that. I can, I can, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the offense. You know how it bad it was, and I, I, you know, I started getting frustrated later on down in, in the season in the season when I'm up here. I'm, I'm okay. Where where are the touchdowns? Ooh. What is going on? Yeah, talk to him. Let's go talk to him. <sighs> I was sitting watching um a game. I was in the Bay Area at my stepfather's house watching a game and I'm looking okay, we're moving, but no touchdowns are being scored. What in the actual world is going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm just trying to have an open mind. I don't want to project anything um, and be over ambitious. Right. I'm just going to just let it let it play out. But I, if, 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 if Trey is way better than Jimmy, substantially, it would not surprise me. Let's go. Okay. All right. So, Sin, I'm not going to put too much pressure on you. I got two more questions for you. Then I'm going to let you go, okay? Okay, don't let them be hard. No, I promise you they're not going to be hard. All right? The first question is this. If we don't make the playoffs, but we win 10-plus games, is that a successful season for Trey Lance in year one? Do you or yes. are you not disappointed? I want to know if you're going to be disappointed if we don't make the playoffs, but we win double-digit games? Well, of course, I always want to make the playoffs. All of us do. We all want to win the Super Bowl every year, right? That goes without being said. But After the two Super Bowls that I went to and we lost, Mm. yes. Talk to him, girl. Let's go. You went to both Super Bowls that we lost? I went to the one in 2012. And I went to this one that we just had in 2020. Yeah. All right. So, Sin, I don't want you to go to the next one, okay? That's what somebody <laughs> told me. Don't go. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I, I had to throw that in there. I, you know, I'm the one who pulled the 
<laughs> and it almost worked, Sin. It almost worked, man. You should have left the power out for five more minutes. Five more minutes, we would have been know. there. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, double-digit wins is a successful season regardless of – because what happens is this, right? We can win as many games as we want. We saw the Patriots win 11 games and not make the postseason in a year. And everybody was upset with the rules and, and the structure of the of the postseason, right? Since then, right. the NFL has added another team and things like that, all right? So we don't know what's going to happen. But the fact of the matter is you can win double-digit games and not make the postseason. So I don't think we should be results-based. I think we should look at the grand, the, the grand scheme, the big picture. If we can come out and win 10 or 11 games, do you feel like this was a good season for the 49ers? regardless of the postseason yeah i guess i could say that all right and here we go i have one versus one questions for everybody out here tonight that calls in and i'm going to give you the first one okay now this one might be a little bit harder than what i just gave you so bear with me all right if there is a game going on and i'm going to make this all 49ers related so everyone watching you guys didn't know what i meant by the 1v1 in the in the description of the show um here's what it is okay if there was a full game going on, if there was a full game going on, and Debo Samuel had to play a full game against Jason Verrett, all right? Now, I'm assuming Jason Verrett is healthy. I'm assuming Debo is healthy. Who do you think has a better game? Does Jason Verrett lock down Debo? Or does Debo get off and make Jason Verrett look like just a, a regular everyday of the mill corner? That's all I'm asking. I'm always gonna ride with Debo. Ooh. <laughs> you think Debo is a better wide receiver than Jason is a, a corner? Well, I just want to see Jason be healthy on the field before I say anything. Okay. I respect that. I 100% respect that. All right. And th this is, I'm not, I'm not going to say my opinion or anything. I'm asking one V one questions all night long, all night long. That's all I'm going to be doing here for the next, I don't know, hour or so. So sin, that's it. Is there anything you want to leave people with? You want to tell people where to follow you or anything like that? If you're on social media, I'm pretending like, I don't know who you are. If, if there's anywhere you want to tell people to give you a follow, anything you want to say to people before you get out of here, that's all I got for you tonight. I just want everybody to enjoy the summer. Um, we're going to have a really good season. I'm looking forward to it. I hope I see some people at some games. And we'll see. Go Niners. We'll see what this is going to be. That's what I'm talking about. Sin, thank you so much for being our first caller on tonight's call-in show. I really, really appreciate you, okay? No problem. You All right. do a good job at what you do. Thank you. Doing it. Thank you very much and have a happy 4th of July weekend, okay? You too. Bye-bye. All, right. All right, guys. That was our first call for the night. The lovely Sin is calling in. Man, that was great. That was phenomenal here. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. We had two callers calling at the same time. Uh, I'm going to call this first person back. All right, we do have a missed call here that came in about 10 to 15 minutes ago. I'm going to try to call them back and see if they answer. If they don't, guys, if you're in the chat, you're watching this live, hit up the line only if they don't answer, okay? So let's see if we can get them to answer. 
Let's see what happens here. All right. Hello? All right. We got an answer. I heard a hello. There you go. I can hear you now. Who are we speaking with? Hey, this is Bill. Can you hear me? Yeah, Bill, we got you loud and clear. Baby, what's going on? How you feeling out there? I'm feeling good. How you doing? Hey, I'm okay, bro. I am I am okay tonight. I'm okay. I'm not going to say I'm bad. I'm not going to say I'm good, but I'm okay. I'm here, and I'm happy to bring you guys another show. That, that That's the most I can say about tonight. Yeah, I'm ready for this for this season. You're ready for the season now, Bill. I want I want you to be completely honest with me, right? Forget hopes. We all hope that the Niners win the Super Bowl this year, but I want to know some realistic expectations from you, man. And you can talk about the offense. You can talk about the defense. Whatever, whatever whichever way you want to go. Don't forget, guys. The 49ers invested the most in their special teams this offseason. You can even talk about special teams if you want. I want to know what your realistic expectations are for this team, this franchise, and this 2022 season. Let me know what you're expecting, man. I think we're going to have 11 wins. 11 is a good number. 11 is a good number, bro. I don't know an 11-winning team other than the Patriots that didn't make the postseason. I think they were 11-5 that year and didn't make it. All right? So that that's a good number. That's good wins there. Um, and you got probably a 95% chance of making I'm making that stat up. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't know many 11-win teams that didn't make the postseason. So you have at least wild-card aspirations for the team. Is that fair to say? Say that again? I said you have at least wild-card aspirations for the team this season. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. All right, so here we go. Here we go. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, all right? And if they're if they're too much, you can pass. But I think you can handle this, Bill, okay? All right. All right, here we go. The 49ers are out there, and they're playing their hearts out. I want to ask you this question. When it's all said and done, week 18 is over. Forget the postseason for one second. Which side of the ball do you expect to have a better year, the offense or the defense, and why? Uh, Kyle Shanahan gets his hand-picked quarterback, and you think the defense is going to outshine the offense. Tell me why. I got to get some more details. It always does. It always does. Now, is that an indictment on Kyle, or is that an indictment on the players? No. No. All right. No, I think that – I just think that the defense is going to be beast this year again. Maybe even better than last year. Better than last oh, That's what I'm talking about. Now, is it the addition of a Drake Jackson that makes you feel that way? Two pass rushers? Two, two pass rushers that are ranked as high as they were in their respective drafts, right? Drake Jackson was a top 10 pass rusher in this year's draft. Nick Bosa was the top pass rusher in his respective draft. Is that what is that is that what makes you feel this way, or is it maybe the addition of Traverius Ward to the secondary? What is it that has you so confident? Maybe it's just year two of D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, you you break it down for me, bro. Yeah, I think it's uh, D'Amico's second year. 
and add on uh, the additions that we made both on defensive line and the secondary. And I think uh, Talanoa Hufunga is going to have a, a, a breakout here. Ooh, some love for Hufunga. Now that's what I'm talking about. Guys, all right, so I got to tell you a little secret, Bill, okay? Don't tell anybody else. This is between me and you. No one else is going to hear or see this, okay? Hufunga's last name makes me want to say, Afunga, 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 watch it. You remember that song from back in the day? Auga, Auga, Auga. You know what I'm talking about? I can't stop this feeling. Hufunga's name. Let's go. Yes. Yes. I got somebody to sing with me. Tonight's already a success. I don't care if any if no one else calls in. Tonight's already a success. I got somebody to sing along with me. Okay, cool. So you expect the defense to be better. You think Hufunga has a breakout season. And if that's the case, if Hufunga's playing strong safety and he has a breakout season, he, we already know that he's a playmaker in the secondary. You watch the college film. He didn't have anything that really said, like, you know, top top pick traits. But for whatever reason, he was always around the ball. Even in that Green he's Bay. always around the ball. Yes. Even in that Green and Bay game. Or, more points break it than down. Jimmy did against the Green Bay Packers. Ah, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Even in the playoff game on special teams. He couldn't even get it on the field on defense. But in special teams, he scored more points for the 49ers than Jimmy Garoppolo did the entire game. The entire game, man. Yep. That's got to bode well for the 49er fans and the faithful, right? Break it down, man. Tell me why. Yeah, I don't I don't want you to get me wrong. I think the offense with Trey Lance and the weapon he has is going to be a lot better than people think. Plus our rushing attack. Uh, it's just going to be a well-balanced team. The only thing I'm a little sketched about is the offensive line. Right. There's they're a lot. Just, there's, there's just questions there. Yeah. There's a lot of questions, a lot of unproven talents over, over there. You know what I'm saying? Now, you got to feel good about this one thing, right? You you break down the entire offensive line. I'm not sure how many rookies are going to actually make this offensive line, right? We know Trent is going to be the guy at the left at the left tackle, right? We have an idea that yeah. Jake Rendell is going to be the center based off of what the 49ers have said. He's got time in, in the NFL. We are thinking. I'm not afraid of him. Okay. So tell me where the fear comes in. Where Where's the worry come from on the offensive line? McGlinchey. Okay. Mike McGlinchey coming back makes you nervous, right? Yep. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think anybody's going to fault you for that. And then here's the, here's the, the scarier part, in my opinion. What if McGlinchey's not ready? Then who's going in at right tackle, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really where it comes in. Uh, so the center position, you're not worried. The left tackle position, you're not worried. Right tackle, and you're a little we worried. Have injuries? Oh, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then the injuries, right? You got, you got to factor all that in. And let me tell you something, man. Every single season since Kyle has been here, we have had a starting offensive lineman miss at least two games. That's yep. a, that's a big question. It's it's not an unfair question at all. It's not a uh, uh, a worry that is, you know, 
that that just comes out of nowhere. So you're absolutely right to feel that way. You got to question the depth of the offensive line. Now here's that's here, what I'm questioning. Here's my retort to that. The 49ers have invested heavily in the offensive line in the last two drafts. So there's some people with experience in this system, maybe not so much on the field, but in this mm-hmm. system that they know what the 49ers are going to be asking of them, right? We even have some more rookies this season coming in here. So you got to feel maybe not comforted, but a little bit better than just, oh, my God, we're throwing in a bunch of rookies and we got to see what happens, right? Or no? Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm concerned that Banks didn't play last year. Yeah. Uh, there's this crazy stat. It's the, it's, it's, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. You got it. It's, it's the inexperience and who's going to be behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this stat going around that, you know, Banks is the only second round player that didn't get any snaps, you know, like any, any significant snaps uh, in the season. Yeah. So that's got to say something, right? Was he not good enough? Were they moving him around? What were they doing? What were they looking for? Okay. So it's, it's, it's time. And that's why our run game has to be, it's got to be on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's going to help everything out. Yeah. The run game is going to open up stuff for Trey. It's going to open up stuff for speedy wide receivers. We haven't mentioned Danny Gray yet tonight. I'm not going to go ahead and dwell on that right now, but the run game is going to be critical. It's going to be crucial. And if we know anything about the Shanahan's, they always develop a good run game. They always develop a good run game. So that is going to be something that is very, very crucial to our success this season. So I'm with you there, Bill. I'm with you there, Bill. All right, you ready for your one? I'm just excited that finally we're moving on to a new era. So you're one of the fans that are ready to turn the page from the Jimmy Garoppolo era? Oh, I turned it a couple years ago. <laughs> a couple years ago. Not last year, a couple years ago, huh? All right. I like it, man. I like it. Here we go. Are you ready for your 1v1 question? Yeah, go for it. All right, here we go. You ready? It's fourth and one. The game is on the line. All right, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a situ- situation for you, okay? The offense, okay? the offense is at the 49-yard line, their own 49-yard line, just a little bit outside of Robbie Gold's field goal range. They're down okay. by one, okay? Now, again, this is all Niners versus Niners, okay? Ty Davis-Price is in there as a single back set. So it's a run play. It's fourth and one. Who do you have more faith in to make a play? Is it going to be Fred Warner to stop Ty Davis Price? Or is Ty Davis Price, along with his offensive line, going to get this one yard for the win? That's a good question. Oh, come on. I'm only giving good questions tonight, baby. I'm only giving good questions tonight. You take your time and think on it. I don't want you to Honestly, rush this. I would play action faking and bootleg with Trey to get that one yard. Ooh, let's go. You fake the hand off the tie and have Trey run for the one yard? That's right. Now, you don't think that – all right, so you got to – now, this Now this is different. 
Now, this you you threw a wrench at me. All right. You don't think that Aziz Al Shayer or Dre Greenlaw is gonna know that we have a scrambling quarterback that could possibly do that and be ready for it? It's not gonna matter because he's got the silver back in front of him. Oh, 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 oh. so it's a win for the offense. Is that what you're telling me, Bill? Yep. All right. And we all know that when the game is on the line, there is no kicker more clutch inside his range than Robbie Gold when healthy. Yeah. That's a dub for the 49ers offense, man. I like it, man. I like it, Bill. All right. So here's the, the floor is yours. You can give me your final thoughts. And if you have somewhere you want people to follow you or subscribe or whatever, go ahead and share it. Now's the time, bro. Oh, um, I don't have. Anyway, I mean, I'm I'm a fan here from San Diego, but I did also live in the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah, place called Mare Island. Okay. And I've been a fan since 1977. Since 77. Okay. You know who the quarterback was then? Hold on, let me let me pull from my. Was it uh, 77? Oh man, that's before. Damn, that's before Joe Montana. Don't don't get me lying out here. Brody? No. Who was it? Plunkett. Plunk like Pinky Plunk? Jim Jim Plunkett? Jim Plunkett. Holy smoke. See, now here's something weird. I think of Plunkett as a Raiders quarterback. Did he play for the Raiders also? Yeah, the Niners traded him. Mm. To the Raiders. Now, guys, I gotta be honest with you, okay? I'm not patting myself on the back, but I was born in 83. I know nothing about the 70s era of 49ers football. So I, I pulled... guess it was the quarterback before that. Oh, no. I, now, now I'm just grasping the straws here. All right. So before Plunkett. College coach. It wasn't Harbaugh. Harbaugh no. was with the Colts. He wasn't with the Niners. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can figure this out. College coach. You said a college coach? Yep. He's currently coaching in college. Is that what you meant by that? I don't know if he is right now. Um, a college coach that was a quarter. You'll never get it. It's Steve Spurrier. Oh yeah, no, I, I wasn't gonna get that. All right, I tap out. I tap out. Bill, you got me right there. I'm tapping out, bro. Don't choke me out. Don't choke me out on the show, okay? I got too many people watching right now, okay? Don't don't choke me out on the show. But you got that one, bro. You got that one. All right. <laughs> Uh, Bill, before I let you go, do you have any social media or anything like that you want people to give you a follow on? Uh, I guess you, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. There you go. Let them know what the handle is. Oh, it's uh, W Sperling. W Sperling. 67. 67. All right, guys. At gmail.com. Oh, you put the whole email out there. That's Is that how you find people on Instagram? No, no, no. You said Instagram. I wanted you to tell me what your Instagram name was. Oh, it, it's just uh, William Sperling. William Sperling. Okay. Or there, Bill Sperling. Or Bill. Okay. There you go, guys. I go by Bill. There you go. I mean, of course, all, all Williams go by Bill. Um, yeah. Let me, let me ask you this question. I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to be funny at all. Why does the W <laughs> get replaced by a B? There's a couple of nicknames in the American language. I could never that, figure that out. No, you don't. It's just, it's just a thing that happens, right? 
I have no idea. Right, I'm gonna ask you one more before I let you. I I gotta ask you. How do they get? How do they get Dick from Richard? <laughs> I'm not trying to be perverted. That is a sincere question. I've from, never understood uh, it. From uh, maybe from Richard Nixon, Tricky Dick. Is that what they called him? They called the president Tricky yeah, they Dick. Call him Tricky Dick. Look at me learning. Look at me learning, guys. Every day that you learn something new is a successful day, and I just learned. That they called our president Tricky Dick. Was this a public thing? Like, yeah. were there publications? Like, was there was there ever a headline in a newspaper where they said Tricky Dick says da 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 da? Oh, he's before my time. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. All right, Bill, man. Thank you so much for calling him in. I really appreciate you, bro. Thank you for the support. All right, Mike. If you're ever out here in San Diego. All right, I'll look you up. All right. Shooting contest. Oh, bang, bang. Let's go. All right. I like it, man. I saw what you were doing on Father's Day. I was doing the same thing. Let's go. You got, hey, you got to, you got to get it off sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Click, click, boom, boom. There it is, baby. There it is. All right, guys. That was my guy, Bill, man. Thank you so much for calling in, Bill. I appreciate you, man. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. All right. So we just missed the call. I got to get the next caller in here. Man, tricky dick. That is. Let me tell you guys, if that was ever my nickname, it would not be because my name is Richard. I'm just telling you guys that right now. You guys can say what you want to say. You can judge me all you want. Tricky Dick. My wife is giving me a look. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. All right. Shout out to uh, President Nixon or not if you hate him. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say anything. All right. I'm going to call back the number that just called in. Let's see if we can get them on the line here. It's ringing. Here we go. Can't finish my tricky dick comment because I might end up divorced. Hello? Yo, what's up, Mike? You were on the line with Tricky Dick Mike. Who are we speaking to? This is Pinor. I was expecting Nick to be on the show, but it is cool, man. Bro, li listen, man. All right. For everybody out there wondering where Nick is, what Nick is doing, hit him up on social media, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter. You guys want Nick back on the show, hit him up. Nick has access to every show. No passwords have been changed. I text the group chat. We're going live in, in this many minutes, this many hours. I give them all a heads up. If you guys want to see Nick back on the show, you guys have to apply pressure to Nick. I thought for sure he was going to say, yo, Mike, it's Tuesday. We got to do a show. It's my birthday. And I still didn't hear from my guy. We, we wished him a happy birthday in the group text. He thanked us all, and then that was the end of it. You guys got to hit him up. Put some pressure on Nick, man. Nick is the reason why NB9ers exist in the first place. So you, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am put, I'm charging every single one of you out there. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these comments. I'm charging every single one of you guys out there with getting Nick back on the show. You guys have to reignite that passion in my guy Nick, okay? Got it, bro. Yeah, I've been off the grid, you know. So for me, I did have him, um, and he knows who I am. Uh, it's just I've been off the grid too ever since the off season. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Hopefully, when the season starts, everybody can hear from him and me. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So I I missed your name. Tell me, tell me what it is one more time. Uh, Pinor. Pinor. Yeah. Oh, P Y N O R E. Yeah. 
I've seen you in the chat for years, bro. What's up? Uh, none. Just came back from Arizona, man. I, I was listening to you while I was coming back, and uh, I, I live in Cali, by the way. So it was it was a bit of a drive, but um, thankfully we were just you know change, taking turns and whatnot. But now that I'm here, I wanted to uh, wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you got if you have any questions too, but I wanted to ask you a question as well. Um, well did you want to shoot some first for me? No, come on, give it to me, man. Let's go. Let's let's talk about it, man. Okay, so I wait, 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 wait. Before before you say anything, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mariah just yep. typed this message in the room. She said, "B, I'm sorry, Big D. How do you say it? Pinor? How, how do how do you say it? <laughs> uh, Pinor, yeah, Pinor. She called you Big D Pinor. Is there something going on that what I don't it? know about? Where where did it, is is this a, an official nickname? Wait, who did? No, I mean, that's who I go by on all my social media. Who did that though? Mariah what? called you that, bro. Mariah, Mariah faithfully. Yes. Oh yeah, sure. faithfully. You you know the channel. You know the channel. Get over there and subscribe. By the way, guys, if you're not subscribed to the Faithfully podcast, oh you're missing out. Get on over there and subscribe. But bro, they call you Big D. I don't give a fuck what the last part of it is. They call you Big D, bro. I mean, I didn't know that she knew that. That's all I'm gonna know. Like, like as far as like that's concerned, but you know, it's it's whatever. All right. Last I didn't know that she knew that. last question: Are you a defensive coach? Uh, I will be actually. But I you will be actually. So that means exactly. that means you earned the nickname before becoming a defensive coach. True or false? False. I wasn't a coach. I'm gonna be one though. All right. My lips are sealed. The floor is yours. Fire away. Let me know your questions, bro. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, out of out of everything, right? Everything you could look at with the Niners when it comes to O line, when it comes to you know, the safety concern that people have, you know, is it is it that you know the team's biggest question is Kyle, or is it more so to do with position group? Which one do you think has the bigger stake of killing us when it comes to this run that we're gonna have? So you're talking on the offensive side of the ball? I'm talking everything you could think of. Is Kyle the main concern or is it a position for this run that we're going to have? All right. That's an interesting question, and this this is tough. All right, we're going to go through this in real time here. Um, so when you, when you are assessing Kyle Shanahan, you have to assess him as a head coach, and the head coach is, is responsible for everything. But we all know that Kyle's main focus is the offense. He he kind of does this thing where he lets his defensive coordinators do their thing, but he has major input on the defense as well because Kyle will tell you that if you're going to be good at your job on the offensive side of the ball, you have to know defense. He talks about cross-training, cross-preparing his, his staff. If you're a defensive-minded guy, you got to know how offensive works how offenses work. If you're an offensive-minded guy, you have to know how defenses work so you can yin and yang this thing, right? Um, so if you're assessing Kyle Shanahan as a whole, you have to look at everything in the, in the grand scheme of things. I think that we all have more confidence in the defense than we do the offense right now. At least, let, let me speak for myself. I have more confidence in the offense, uh, I mean, in the defense than I do the offense right now. Um but I will say this, man. I, I don't think Kyle's going to be the issue this year. 
I think player performance is more important than scheme this season. I think that Kyle will continue to draw up successful plays and it's going to be contingent on the players executing. Regardless of position group, if these players don't execute, I think that it's there's not much else Kyle can do. We we go back to 2017, 2016 when Kyle was with the uh with the Falcons. That Super Bowl against Tom Brady and he draws up the perfect play to put this game away. They were the the Patriots clawed back in it. It was 28 to 3. We all know the story. And Kyle draws up the perfect play. He had a wide receiver wide open down the field and the running back missed the block and that caused them to essentially lose the game. Everything up to that point didn't matter because the Patriots were able to come back. The offense stalled over and over. Um, But if there was a perfect block by the running back, for all intents and purposes, the Falcons go on to win that game. And I'm going to put that same premise on Kyle this year. If the players don't execute, all of it's for naught. The players have to go out there and do their jobs. I know that that's a, um, I know that that's the the Patriots motto. You know, do your job, right? You, you're responsible for only what you're responsible for. And if you don't do it, this team is going to fall apart. Fortunately or unfortunately, uh, NFL football is contingent on all eleven players doing their jobs. If one guy whiffs, it can completely blow up a play. So I'm going to put this on the players. I'm going to put this on the position group more than I'm going to put it on the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I can agree with it when you're coming from that standpoint because um, I don't know. I just think sometimes Kyle does draw it up. But last year I hated Jimmy G. So, and, and I know that hate's a strong word, but I really do hate that guy. I just feel like, you know, anybody that, that is responsible for us not winning a Super Bowl in particular, I, I just I can't stand him. He's, I think I don't like him as much as I don't like Kyle Williams. You know, and that's just me. I get it. Not all fans have that kind of um, anger towards players. But, you know, I can definitely have that. So, for me, I can I can agree because I think that if you had a competent quarterback, I think that you, you can execute the plays the right way. And I think that Jimmy just wasn't that guy. I think he was very limited. So, yeah, I can agree. I just hope that Trey um, – you know, because a lot of people are trying to say that, you know, if we don't win this amount or if we don't get to the playoffs, is is that on Trey? And I don't believe so. I, my expectations of Trey are separate from the team's success. You know, so just the same way I thought of Jim. Not necessarily the team's success because of him. It, it, it's, a, it's a team effort, so we have to, you know, make sure everybody's doing their job. But, you know, at the same time, he can hurt you. So... I don't know. It depends. I, I think him learning could definitely stop the uh, this long run we're going to have to. But he could also be the reason why we win everything at the end. Okay. All right. Now I got to I got to do something here, and I, and I probably shouldn't. Right. I'm a little surprised that you have Kyle Williams and Jimmy Garoppolo on the same level. I'm not surprised because you can pinpoint one play in particular that caused the team to lose either the Super Bowl or Everything. an appearance or an appearance in the Super Bowl. Right. But yeah, I'm going to shoot both of these guys a little bit. Well, I can't shoot Jimmy any bail, but I'm going to shoot Kyle Williams some bail. If you guys yeah, go back, I know what gonna well, well, you got you got right. So if you go back to that that NFC Championship game against the Giants, right, 2011, yeah. 
Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the NFC Championship game against the Giants, right? The yeah. 49ers offense could not move the ball. Okay? There was this play that Greg Roman drew up. Brett Swain was the guy on the right sideline. So if the offense is out there, it was on the right side. Well, I'm going to use my left hand because of uh, TV purposes here. All right? I'm using my left hand, but it was on the right side of the field. If Brett Swain was just a little bit faster, Alex Smith hits him on a beautiful deep pass, but he missed it. Swain was open, but he wasn't fast enough to run underneath this pass and catch that ball, right? And so when that happened, this forced Kyle Williams to do extra, right? The defense was doing their job. The offense was not doing their jobs. And there's three phases to every game. So what you end up have happening is you have the special team saying, hey, guys, we have to contribute. It's not enough to just do a fair catch. It's not enough to do a decent return. We need a big return. And before the fumble, and I know this is saying a lot, but before the fumble, Kyle Williams had a really good return before the ball came out. And I feel like a lot of fans just happened to forget that in the moment. Because with me, I was watching it. He, he, he grabs the ball. He doesn't fair catch. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. Oh, no. He dropped the ball. So it was no. Yes, yes, yes. And then there was a big no. And then that gave the Giants the ball. They're in field goal range. The rest was history, right? But the only reason he was asked or he thought that he needed to do that was because the offense couldn't do shit. And I think that we forget that a lot. I think that we often ignore the fact that the offense couldn't do anything. Same thing that happened uh, this past season, right? Everyone says that if Jaquiski Tart had have intercepted that ball, we would have won oh, that I game. That. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, there was three or four more possessions following the, the, the missed interception, and the offense still couldn't do anything. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just don't compare that part uh, drop to uh, Kyle Williams fucking up multiple times. I just don't consider it the same. But I understand where you're coming from because at the end of the day, fans will get butthurt and, and use someone as a scapegoat. So I get that standpoint. But for me, I think that, you know, honestly, I haven't watched that game since high school. Man. I was in high school whenever that game was on. So maybe, maybe you're right on some aspects because I haven't watched that game because it hurt so much when I was younger, you know? But now that I'm at high school, maybe I'll watch it again. But at the end of the day, I wasn't crazy because I knew a lot of people that wanted to kill Kyle Williams after that game. Now, I'm not saying I wanted to kill him, but I certainly don't think that he helped out. And I get it. Tekken was hurt. Yeah. Hardball didn't really know what to do. So I get that standpoint, too. But I think that at the end of the day, the best thing you could do is not fuck up. I don't need you to return a touchdown. You need to just air catch it. I need to get away from the stupid mistakes that you can cause us to lose. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I even tell my nephew, you know, you can get pretty far with this common sense and connection. If you have those two things, you can get pretty far in life. And Kyle Williams at that, in that day, he had no common sense. And boy, like this, it was just, you know, you definitely deserve to be the scapegoat compared to Tart dropping, you know, a pass after, after what? Uh, after how many possessions later? Like, right. I don't consider it. I but tell I you, your standpoint, and, and I will watch that game actually because we talked about this. Yeah, so the NFL does this thing where playoff games 
are fully available on YouTube. And I'm not trying to sway you. I know that Kyle Williams is like uh, the name that shall not be said, right? But go back and watch that game and just watch how much that offense struggled in that game. And you'll see why this kid felt pressure to make a bigger play than, you know, like go go above and beyond. And, and I'm, not, I'm not shooting him any bail because it happened twice in that game. That's the other thing too, right? Like Kyle, Kyle Williams did it twice in that same game. But go back and watch it, especially down the stretch. You'll see why he felt like he had to make a play. I just feel like it's it's a little unfair. All right. But but I digress. You know, he is the name that shall not be mentioned. And you have Jimmy in that same category. So Jimmy ideally is the guy that is out this year. Trey Lance comes in. I gotta know what your expectations are for this season. Okay, for the season, I expect us to go past the second round for team success. Team success, that's what I expect. And that's, no, that's not Trey's responsibility. It's the team's responsibility to get that far. The team is too damn talented. We have amazing coaching staff. And I hate it when I say that we should at least make it past the second round because people then say, you can't expect that out of Trey. It's like his rookie season. I was like, who the hell said that it's up to Trey just to do everything by himself? There's no reason why. Okay, I compare it a little bit to, I guess you could say, like Ben Roethlisberger in his, you know, couple of seasons when whenever he went far with the Steelers and ended up winning too. You know, I'm not saying it's going to exactly be that, but I'm just saying it's similar. And then when it comes down to other quarterbacks, I think he's similar to, I think it's like Russell Wilson when he was leaning on Marshawn Lynch to carry the offense too. I'm not saying that he has to be Russell Wilson as of now. I'm saying Russell Wilson early in his career was more of a game manager. I'll say 75% of Russell Wilson's early career, more so a game manager and 25% of left was more like a playmaker when everything failed. That's how I think that Trey Lance should, you know, I guess as a player be utilized, percentage-wise, I guess. Right. So when it comes down to everything, I don't think that that players are, are I mean, players, that fans are thinking correctly when I'm saying team success. Now, for Trey, what do I expect out of him? I expect, I mean, numbers off the top of my head, I would say with the additional game that we're getting, and that's you know, crucial. now last year, yes, sir. I, I just think that I just think that he should be able to throw. I don't know, 3,500 yards. Yes, I, I would say less than fifteen interceptions. Am I crazy for that, people? I expect him to throw upwards of maybe above fifteen TDs. I mean, isn't that reasonable, guys? I mean, you guys what? You guys want me to say how many 40 touchdowns a season? That's ridiculous. You know, I'm not saying that you have to be Patrick Mahomes, you know, after Alex Smith left. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm expecting him to do is be, you know, just have common sense. We get it that you're going to mess up because you're going to make rookie mistakes, but I shouldn't have to put numbers down and, and just judge you, you know, based on numbers on how you, how successful you are. I just think that it, it should be eye test. It's obviously you're going to see some mistakes because, again, this is pretty much his rookie season. So expect mistakes, but nonetheless, be that guy that we believe that you can be with having confidence, with taking all responsibility, even if it's not your fault. It it goes a long way because Jimmy never did that. So I think that when it comes down to him, just do your best not to fuck up and to, to do your best listening to Kyle and getting it done in terms of the least mistakes you can do humanly possible. 
and everything around the team will flourish because everybody around you is great at what they do. There's no doubt. Coaching, players, everything. Even the fans. We're top-notch. We follow every single game. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. I like it. I like it, man. I, I It's hard for me to disagree with anything that you just said there, man. Now, let me ask you this question. I know I asked it earlier to someone, and then I'm going to give you your 1v1 question. But uh, offense or defense, which side of the ball do you expect to be? Or, you know what? I'm going to throw in the third phase, special teams. And let me tell you guys, before you even say anything, special teams is very, very important. It's a battle of field position, right? If you can give us, instead of fair catches or starting at the 25, if you can start us at the 30, right? It sounds minute. It sounds like it's a minuscule number, but that's five yards less to scoring position. Forget touchdowns for one second. It's five less yards for field goal range that you can give us. So which phase of the game do you think will be the most improved this season? Now, think about that for a second before you answer. We had a top five defense last year. It's going to be hard for that defense to be the most improved. The offense it can easily be most improved, but the easiest to be most improved is special teams. So I'm asking you, which one do you expect to be the most improved this season? Okay, good question. I, um, it was, in my opinion, it would have been close if we would have got a, a great safety to, to add to the defense. If we would have added a safety, like let's just say Justin Reed, I mean, he isn't the best safety or anything like that, but it would have went further than me dealing with Kufanga. So I'm going to go with special teams instead. Um, I think that special teams, obviously it was an emphasis to improve on that. I think that after that Green Bay game, Kyle's seen that, yeah, we certainly are better than the Packers when it comes to special teams. But who's to say that we can't get better in the future when it comes to a better team in special teams that we're going to play against? And I think that, you know, I just absolutely hate the fact that he was best friends with um, the special teams um, coach last season. I did not like that. I, it almost felt like it's, it's it's just you're helping this guy out because it's your buddy. You know, I need I need a, a better special teams coach here, and I need additional players that are really good at special teams to improve on that aspect. And I felt like he's done it a lot, getting linebackers, getting a few – what is it, Odom? You know, he was another one. And then just adding different, um, you know, just different depths for that specific reason. It has to be better. Has to be the most improved by far, and I think that since it is the most improved, I, I think that every team they're going to have a least chance of beating our ass because of it. But, but yeah, special team. Interesting, very very interesting. Okay, you ready for your one v one question? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, now this is going to be a little hard for me to do, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do this here. Okay. Uh, now you said get beyond the second round. Well, the first round is wild card. The second round is divisional. Uh, you know I didn't think about that. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you. I'm gonna put some pressure on you, okay? First uh, round is wild card. Second round is divisional. So that means that you expect the Niners to be in at least the NFC championship game this upcoming season. Trey Lance's first season as a starter. Okay. So you put the 49ers special teams unit on the field. The Niners are down by two, and they it if they line up for a field goal, it's a 53-yard attempt. Now, we've seen the Niners apply some pressure. We've seen them block some punts in the postseason. 
we haven't seen this team block any field goals in the postseason. But it's a long one, which means that the kick is going to come out low. We got a lot of big defensive linemen. Eric Armstead is out there now. You know what I'm saying? You have Nick Bosa who gets mad pressure. You have um, Javon Kinlaw, who's a, a monster of a man out there, right? Which side of the ball do you think would come out on top? A 53-yarder to decide the game. Now, the defense wants to win this game just as much. Either way you look at it, the Niners are going to win this one. But I want you to play this hypothetical game with me here. Which side do you think has more in them to get this win? Now, when you say this side, right, you're, you're not talking about defense as far as the base tackles, right? Or are you talking about special teams tackles? I'm, we're, I'm we're blocking this. Just special teams to block this thing, tip it, put some pressure on them, fuck up the timing. Or is Robbie Golden that and that line in front of him just that clutch? I'm going to say the right side of Nick Bosa is going to go and fuck this game up for whoever the opponent is. Yeah. Yes. Now that's what I'm talking See? The, that's what I'm talking about, man. Give us give us some hope. That's that's the longer shot, right? Like it's harder to block a, a a field goal attempt than it is to block a punt. Because these guys have to catch the ball, they gotta get the laces right, they gotta get their footing right, and then yeah. make the kick. It's in my opinion, it's easier to block a punt than it is a, a kick. And so this is this is saying something, man. And the guys on the inside that aren't gonna get the pressure have to know they have to get their hands up. So that's that's more crucial. Maybe yeah, the exactly. maybe the change in the special teams coordinator is what we were missing. That that's something that I like. All right. So that was your one v one question here. Um, before I let you go, I'm going to read. We had two contributions come in from Sean. I'm going to read them here, and if you feel like you want to respond to them, you can. They're not really questions. They're more statements. But I'm going to read them to you, and then I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. So I asked a question about 15, 20 minutes ago. Where does Dick come from, from the name Richard? Sean says, Dick is a nickname most often for Richard, which likely originated in the Middle Ages as rhyming slang for Rick, as did William, Will, Bill, and Robert, Rob, Bob. He says, anyway, Mariah, Mariah, Mariah. And then his second comment is, Mariah shows is a, Mariah's show is exactly like NB Niners except different. What say you? Hmm. Okay, so the first part I don't really. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I just I just can't care about about those old times where they were making up those nicknames. I mean, yeah. Who am I, man? I don't, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't around when they wrote with feathers and. Had wooden teeth, and you know, polio was still around. So I don't really care about that part of the question. But as far as like, you know, your show and Mariah's, that was the second part, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, first of all, I, I love both shows. I think that I think that if I'm if I'm if I'm being completely honest here, I think that when Rombo was on, I was hoping for there to be another channel to rival it. Okay. And to to be the the alternative because I felt like Rondo was a, a homer for my taste and and I didn't care for him being a homer and I felt like you guys what you guys are doing here were way more truthful 
and more passionate and, and actually allowed uh, conversation. So I, I, I think of this channel as like, it might not have been like the very first that we think of with the modern stream yard and whatnot, but nonetheless, to me, this is the first one that I actually love for being real. Yeah. So I'll say that about you guys. And I just love it when you and Nick would always go at it and you got Wayne yelling out his lungs and you have whoever, like I can't think of everybody off the top of my head. I think it was Tony, right? Tony, Tony's the football guy with the, yeah. the nose. You know, I loved it. I loved it. You know, so, I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't wish for anything more, you know, when I was wanting out of Rumbo. Um, and then for Mariah, you know, I have to give it up for her and TL. You know, I met them over Twitter and Twitter spaces. They're both knowledgeable. I like what they are doing over there, too. So I feel like, you know, you guys are, are sort of like the OGs. And I feel like them, they're, they're like another age of, of um, channel content creating. So I really fuck with both of for being real. You know, I'm glad to see channels that are honest and have passion. Absolutely love your assessment there. Wonderful breakdown there, man. And that's, you know, <clears throat> when Nick and I started this show, that's exactly what we wanted. We didn't want to just represent one side or the other. We made a concerted effort to go into every show and say, look, these are the talking points. We have to represent both sides of the aisle. We can't just be pro 49ers or anti 49ers in a certain situation. We have to make both sides feel like their opinion is valid. And we would argue it tooth and nail and it end up turning into like, real arguments on the air here we are saying hey listen we both agree with this but one of us has to take this side and then we would become so so impassioned by it so enthralled in it that like we were like standing like arguing cursing at each other and everything like we were we were really going at it so um you know it's it, i'm glad that you received it the way that we wanted it to go out and i appreciate that and everything that you said about mariah's show you know what i'm saying like it is it is a great show and, and i can't say it enough if you guys are not subscribed to the faithfully show Get your asses over there. You are missing out on quality 49ers content, man. Mariah is laid back and everything, and she's got the whole room view and everything, and you can see her on the show. I, I just love it, man. I, if I could figure out a way to zoom out some and not show my fucked up walls, I would do it, but I can't. I got to zoom in tight so you guys are seeing. Like You you know what's crazy? Like you, I have to make sure my hairline looks decent so I can do a show because when my hairline is crazy, People can see it on here. I got. I got to make sure, like, I take care of little stuff just to do a show, man. Like, it, it it bugs me to no end. When I get my studio set up the way I want it set up, it's gonna be completely different. I'm talking about different ca camera angles and everything, man. It's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But thank you so much. And last but not least, man, uh, any any social media platforms you want people to give you a follow on? Um. Not so much, man. I, I'm off the grid right now, but, you know, everybody knows me, you know, around Twitter, and that's actually the app I go to. But I actually have one question for you, Mike. One question, yeah. because you guys showed me this product. Uh, how long does Gold Bar Whiskey last? Because I've been waiting since 2019 to open that. Do you know how long they last? Is it, is it forever? Oh, this is a great question. This is a phenomenal question. So whiskey's not going to go bad. You can save that yeah, for that particular one will never go bad. You can any whiskey. So what happens is it's a fermentation okay, process. Uh, but whiskey, it's got the alcohol in it. It's never going to separate. You can save that bottle for 20 years if you want. It's never, ever going to go bad, man. And that that goes for for. Like 75 percent of alcohol products, then they're, they're not going to go bad. You know how people say the older wine is, the better it is. 
right? Like yeah, whiskey, yeah. whiskey is like that. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Scotch drinker, which is a, is a is a it's an offset of whiskey, right? But you, they sell whiskeys where it was it was brewed in bottles and 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 cask and barrels from for 18 years, right? The longer that it stays in the cask, the longer it's in the in those barrels. The older the barrels, the more expensive and the more distinct the flavors are supposed to be. So save that stuff, man. And when it's time to pop those bottles, you pop it and you enjoy it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to shake it up before you drink it. You're not going to see any settling or anything like that in it. And the cool thing about Gold Bar Whiskey, right? Yes, the bottles are gold from top to bottom, but the very bottom of it, it's glass. And if you hold it up to the light the right way, you can see the bottom of it. You won't see anything swirling around. It stays mixed forever. It is a very, very good product. You'll, you'll be happy with it. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, because um, I never, I never had whiskey long enough to know that. So, That's thank you. A, hey, listen, um, it doesn't. Yeah, thank it you does. for everything you do. I'll try to hit up Nick, and um, thanks for the show, man. Keep it up. No problem at all. Thank you for the support. We appreciate you, man. And like he said, he said he's never had a bottle of whiskey for long enough to know that. Listen, it don't last long in my house either. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there it is, huh? Uh, half of that went down the wrong pipe. That's not y'all problem. All right, we got another missed call here. Ooh, is this someone from Jersey? I'm not going to listen to the voicemail. I'm going to call right back. We're going to keep the party going here. Oh, did it call? What's happening here? Hold on. I want to call this person back. You already have an active call to this person. All right, so bear with me for one second, guys. I have my Do Not Disturb turned on, and it fucked up everything, so I apologize. How can I find this call? All right, there it is. There it is. Let me see. Did I get it? Hello? No, I I missed it again. I'm sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Yeet. I apologize about the notification sound. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hello? Here we go. Hello. All right. So first, before we, we start, go. you got to turn down turn down the background music. Put that on mute. Put, turn turn down the live show on, in the background. Can you hear me? All right. We hear, oh, loud and clear. This might be the loudest and clearest call of all night. Who are we speaking to? Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to? What up, Mike? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. All right, who are we speaking to? Melissa. That's what I thought. Let's go. Jersey is in the building. What's going on, Melissa? How you doing? I'm great. I got to represent. You know it. Hey, listen, I'm not going to say anything flagrant or anything, but if I didn't hear from you tonight, I was going to feel some type of way. You just made my night. I'm so happy that you called in on the show. Thank you so, so much. Well, I, I got to give credit to uh, Ryan Taylor, who told me about this on a Facebook call. He's like, Mike's doing calling, and, you know, I got to call, and these are some of my favorite things. 
That's right. That's right. So it's time. All right, Melissa. So the floor is yours. I got to know what you're expecting from the 49ers this year. So I'm going to change it up a little bit, right? Everyone's calling and saying I'm expecting 10 wins, 12 wins, right? I want, I'm going to ask you a, a two-part question here. Give me the minimal amount of wins for you to feel like the season was a success, and then give me the most amount of wins that the season was a failure. So let me give you a little example here, right? We win 12 games. The season was a success, regardless of playoffs. But if we only win seven games out of 17, this was a failure. I want to know what you feel like the most amount of wins that is still a failure. Like this season just did not do it for me. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to put you on speaker phone real quick. Okay. Nope. No problem. You, you take your time, get it adjusted, get everything right. I'm going to keep talking so you can tell when it goes on onto the uh, speaker phone the right way and everything. Okay. Because this is very important. Hey guys, real quick. I don't want you guys trashing the Rombo show in the chat, guys. I show love and support for everybody out there doing this. Rombo's been doing this much longer than us, uh, regardless of how you feel about his takes. They are his takes. They're his ideals. Um, and he's got a big, big production team behind him. Uh, he puts in work. Whether you like it or not, that's one thing. But, you know, we got, we got to show some respect and tip our hat for someone that can go out there and do this for 10-plus years on YouTube, by the way, right? A lot, of us, a lot of people out there say, oh, you guys opened the way for people on YouTube. We got it from Ronbo. Rombo was doing it way before us, so regardless of how you feel about him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want this to turn into a trashy Rombo show, um, even if it's not your cup of tea. I, I'll be honest with you guys. Grant Cohn is not my cup of tea, but I still tip my hat to the guy for certain things that he does in a good way. Uh, so let's, let's try to keep it a little, a, li a little friendly in here if we can, if we can, all right? A little bit of friendly fire is okay, all right? So you guys can trash him all you want, but... You know, Rombo is the supreme optimistic person out there. So I, I don't know anyone who's more 49ers based than, than Rombo. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So, Melissa, you ready over there? Yes, sir. All right. So did you hear my question or do you need me to repeat it? Why is STD on my screen? What is happening? All right, Melissa, you there? You got me? Uh, bare minimum, I think 11 wins and uh, I'm supposed to say at max 14 wins. Ooh. Okay, so you got us in that 11 to 14 range. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. That's really good, Melissa. All right, so here we go. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And then if you have a question for me, feel free to interrupt me and throw it in here, okay? All right, so I'm going to ask you a question that I asked someone else earlier. You got Kyle Shanahan coming in here his first year with the quarterback of his choosing. You got D'Amico Ryans in his second year who turned down interviews from other teams. The second wave of interviews was going through. The Vikings called and said, hey, we really, really want you. He said, you know what? No, I'm not going to take your second interview. Don't waste your time interviewing me. Find someone else for your – right? Like, this is what D'Amico Ryans did for the 49ers. Which side of the ball do you expect to have more success 
this season? Uh, defense. Let's go. No Let's go. No, not even a second guess about it. Now, I like that. Now, all right. Is it because how good they were, or is it because you're giving Trey Lance a little bit of leniency in his first year as a starter? Neither. Oh. Uh, I honestly believe that Tonella and the defense and the linebackers and the defensive line are all going to step up this year. I like it. I, and I'm with you. I think that the defense takes another step forward. I really, really do. That is, that is a great pick. But you had Javon Kimmel blocking against Philly, which you guys were all there for. So I really think it's here. You said you think it this. Say that again. Well, you guys are all there for the Philly game, right? Absolutely. Live in person. So you were there for Javon Kinlaw walking the football. You guys were there for the ups and downs with Dion Moore and the linebackers and everything. It's, I, I, I think with all the cases that you go got to the beginning of the year, I think from one to seven and then forward. Mhm. I like that. Now, 49er throwback says, "Where does Melissa live? What state?" Go ahead and tell them what state you're in, Melissa. Represent one time for your boy. <laughs> I am from the beautiful state of New Jersey, and we hate MetLife, and we hate the teams that go there, and we are Jersey strong. You are motherfucking right. Jersey strong. If you type Jersey on social media, you better put the flexing emoji. Jersey strong is just a thing. I don't know why, but it, it speaks to our heart. Jersey strong is like just a saying. Like that's it's it's a it's a way of life. It's it's a way of life. Now, guys, you all know, or maybe you don't know, I was born and raised in New Jersey, but I'm a Pennsylvania resident right now. But my heart is still in New Jersey. I rep for Jersey every day, every time possible. Y'all know what it is with me. Y'all know what it is with me. And they say, where does Tony live? Oh, close to in what? Tony is a New Jersey resident as well. That's right. We're representing over here, man. Like, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is with us. All right, Mariah. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Mariah. Melissa, I'm sorry. I, I clicked on a comment. I clicked on a comment that says, thanks, Mariah. So, I said, Mariah, I apologize. But give me your overall rundown. Well, I mean, Mariah and here, so I don't mind. It, it, no, it was no disrespect at all, and I, I know that you know that. Give me your overall rundown on how you expect this season to go. Uh, I, I expect you on Jenny. And I expect my so Brandon to have a year. Say that, that last part again. Uh, Mariah loves and I expect him to have a big year. Okay. All right. Now, 
I also expect Jawan and Elijah to come back and see. Jawan and Elijah, you said? Yes. So if you have to step back and be as pes- as negative as possible, what what uh, position group on the team is your biggest concern? Like, where are you the most nervous when you look at this season coming up? Tight end. Ooh, the tight end group. Wow. Now, that's something I did not expect you to say. Here we are. As a 49er fan base, we be- if there's one position that we say we have the best in, a lot of people are going to say it's the tight end because we have George Kittle. I would say mm-hmm. 90% of the fan base says we have the best all-around tight end in the entire NFL. But that position group scares you the mm-hmm. most. How come? Uh, Ross Boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ross is there. I don't believe in Ross. Talk about it now. Uh, I don't believe in him being or as a tight end. And I have a feeling that he's PE too, and that's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. And the Niners have even shown you guys, like, hey, we need some more help in the tight end group. Now, they didn't draft a tight end, but they went out and picked up a couple of free agents, Tyler Croft being probably the biggest name there, but another guy who can't seem to stay healthy. And so that kind of tells me that they're looking for some more help in the tight end room. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you there. I think that is the position group that kind of worry me, worries me the most. A lot of people are going to say the offensive line because of all the new faces, but even with the new faces that might be appearing as starters this year, they've been in the system for at least a year. I don't think we're going to have a rookie on that offensive line, but the Niners are saying, hey, George Kittle gets injured a lot. He's going to miss three or four games this year. Who's going to step in and fill those shoes when George Kittle is out? And they're actively looking for someone to come in and play that position. So Mariah, I'm damn it, I did it again. I clicked on Mariah's name and I said Mariah. But Melissa, I swear to God, I like people watching this live, they know I just clicked on comment from Mariah. But Melissa, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you there. Uh, you and I are about as far on Kittle as <laughs> Wait a second. Time out. Now, see, I'm not going to agree with that. We can't be that far apart. Don't you think George Kittle is the best tight end in the NFL? Yes. So do I. You always drag him. <laughs> and other things that I'm I think I think that my perception of George Kittle gets a little confused when people start talking about contracts, right? The contract is what I didn't like the most about George Kittle. But as far as being the player that he is. Yes, yeah, so but you also overbellish his injury. Oh no, no, I don't know. I don't embellish that. His injuries are real. George Kittle has a very extensive injury history. How many? All right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's 17 games coming up this season, not counting the postseason. How many games do you think George Kittle is going to play? 
15. And I completely agree. You see what I'm saying? We're on we're on the same place. We're 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 we're, we're right there. We are lock, step, and key on George Kittle's expectations, who he is, and how many games he's going to play for us this season. I'm right there with you. But the problem is, I don't. I think I See, say it I first. I think that he plays more this year because a he has the Bengals coming up. Yeah. 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 Ooh, less blocking, more pass catching? Not less blocking. That's the simple misconception. I'm saying he could be a block head end, a blocker to help. Well, because you were there for Philly, right? So you were there for that spontaneous touchdown? Mm-hmm. I think he could be used as a decoy. I think he's going to block. I think he could be an actual head end. My issue is, Okay. Okay. All right. I, I can dig that. Hold on one second, Melissa. All right. Hey, babe. I'm sorry, guys. This is, I can't, I can't go on mute because then you can't hear Melissa. But then I have to call my wife, whose name is also Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, that's how we met. You have Say that again. You know that's how you and I met on one of right? Sorry, I'm I'm sorry, Melissa. Say that one more time for me. I'm sorry. I said that's how you and I met in one of your calls. You called me Martha by accident. I called you Martha. Yes, you did, and Brady had to correct you. You know, I couldn't hear it. No, that that does sound like something that I would do. I'm sorry, man. I I, I am so sorry. That that does absolutely sound like. Something. I'm not asking you to apologize. I just find it funny that that's how I met you. Let's uh, <laughs> the roster when you call me a different name, and then we really thought it was hilarious that I shared your wife's name and you got it wrong. No, I remember. You're you're absolutely right. I remember. I was, so here's here's my truth. I was struggling to hear you that day. I couldn't quite make out what you were saying. I heard the M sound. I said Martha instead of Melissa. And yes. it's, you know, it was just it was just bad all the way around. And I thought it was hilarious that he was from Connecticut and he remembered what 201 was for it. And it was Trick Jersey. <laughs> Damn, I, I did a disservice to Jersey? All right, so here we go. All right, I'm going to ask you a true or false question for Jersey people only, all right? Now, true or false, New Jersey has the best pizza on the planet. No. Okay, you got to tell me where. Who has better pizza on the planet than New Jersey? New York. Okay. I respect that. I respect. I did not expect you to say New York. I don't know why, but New York pizza is definitely up there. So I, I will. Well, that's because New Jersey, New York have issues. 
Uh-huh. We got some votes for Chicago in the chat. If I have to care one more time, this is Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. We don't want you hurt nobody out there. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. All right. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna give you your one. I'm I'm gonna give you your one v one question here, and you let me know what you think, okay? All right. One v one. We've talked offense. We talked uh, wide receiver versus corner. We talked running back versus linebacker. We talked kicker versus special teams unit. So what I'm gonna do here is mix it up a little bit. You talked about George Kittle. All right. George Kittle is being thrown another pass against this defense. I'm going to give you the same exact situation against the Saints, where it's fourth and two, the game is on the line, and the ball is thrown three yards, four yards behind the line of scrimmage by Trey Lance to George Kittle. Now, we know revisionist history says George Kittle is going to carry that ball. He's going to get the face masking penalty, but do it against this defense against this defense that you said you expect to be better, the better side of the ball. Does George Kittle convert that first down? Uh, if he's up against this defense, our defense. Our defense. If George Kittle is up against a 49ers defense on fourth and two, the ball is thrown behind the line of scrimmage by three or four yards, does he get that first down? Uh, it depends on what corners and TVs are out there. Let's go. I think he can do it against Jimmy Ford. I think he can do it against maybe mostly. Uh, if for it's healthy, I'm not sure. If it's some of these newer guys I don't know much about, maybe not. Um, Greenlaw can give... I love Greenlaw, but Greenlaw can get a little too happy trying to get that big play, so maybe he gets that Greenlaw. I like uh, that. You really suck to bring it before the two. That's my favorite. No, but that, that your answer is superb because, right, like Greenlaw likes to make the big hit. He could jump in with his shoulder instead of wrapping up, right? Like, I love everything that you just said. I love it. Jason Verrett is going to make Detroit, like, that's my game. But, you know, if you want to go to the big interception and he has, like, all those plays where he tends to make the big hit or something, and Hawkinson and Swift were running all over him and then Fred was trying to do too much to make up for it, and it's like, oh, you're making me hate <laughs> Not my intention. <laughs> Not my intentions. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. I'm so sorry, Melissa. I didn't. I did not mean to do that. But you. But you gave a really good. Yo, your answer was so detailed. It depends on what side of the field he's on, what safety he's playing on that side of the field. You know, like, and you broke it down. That that is a phenomenal answer that you gave. It depends. It really does because against Greenlaw, he's all right. Let me. All right. Let me paint the picture. 
They're going to throw it to the quarterback's left. On the left mm-hmm. is going to be Javarius Ward as the top corner. It's going to be Jimmy Ward as the safety. But Aziz is going to be playing the strong side of the of the offense. So it's Aziz, Jimmy Ward, and Javarius Ward. Does George Kittle get those two mm-hmm. yards? Yeah. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, huh? That's what I'm talking about. I love that. I absolutely love it, Melissa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting us, man. All right. The, the floor is yours. Final thoughts, and then let people know where to follow you. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about right there. All right. Um, you know, everything right now is kind of toxic um but you know what we're all excited we got new talent we got great talent and i'm asking um people to kind of chill because right now greenlaw and here so you can have your favorite you can have the one trade off or cut and we all know the past stories about how we can't hold on to everybody. And somehow, some way, injuries happen. And we don't think things are going to happen. And somehow, the players, we all kind of get in our fields and kind of back each other. And I'm hoping that we just enjoy it right as it is. And Breezy, if you're listening, Josh Hopkins is coming, and I love you for having him on your show, but I'm still not a Juice fan. Ooh, still not a Juice fan. Juice has been the highest paid fullback in the NFL for the last four seasons running, probably five, but I respect respect the opinion. And I hope you're right. I hope Hockett comes in there and says, hey. Yeah, that's true. Take it the hell you will. That's right. Doesn't necessarily mean, talk your shit, Melissa. I love it. I love it. Hey, thank you so much for calling in. I ooh, hey, just really quick, I'm gonna let you respond to this. Callie Young says Josh Hokett won't make the 53. I'm not 
just fine i'm telling you i'm telling you he's gonna be just fine and i'm gonna actually do a deep deep dive on him later on i was thinking about doing a um you know melissa i'll let you go i'm gonna let you go now thank you so much i'm gonna break this down a little bit more okay hey mike can i ask you a question absolutely you can ask me more than one if you want to all right so i'm listening about the first question that i have for you and I'm thinking to myself, you were upset, or at least you were upset about doing fullbacks. And so I did fullbacks and offensive linemen. And I'm asking, do you think school and Brunson both make it, or do they both accept Very good question. Very, I, I think they both make it. School and Brunskill are seasoned veterans in this system. I know a lot of people are saying that we're going to move on and all that stuff, right? But think about it this way. If the offensive line is in, is in as much flux as they think, Kyle's going to want some insurance, mm-hmm. right? It's all about what you know you can get on the field. Yeah, but here's the scary part. School's coming off a major injury. McGlynn's coming off a major injury. He just got rid of Compton. I'm not sure if they may still take it. I agree with you, right? But here's my thing. You got all these guys who have not done it as starters. The guys that you named, we've seen do it as starters, even in short stints. So those guys become your insurance policy in case Banks isn't as good as we want him to be. In case Brindell isn't as good as we want him to be, we have these guys as backups. And so I think Kyle keeps the insurance there in case the other guy's ceilings or their potential doesn't measure up to what you want it to be. You have to go into a football season saying, at the very least, we have this. And the only way that you can guarantee the minimal, the the, the floor, is if you know the talent that's in the building. You can't, like, so let me, let me move it to Trey Lance really quick, right? We think that Trey Lance can do X, Y, and Z. We think Trey Lance is going to be, be able to throw outside the hashes. We think Trey Lance is going to be able to throw down the field. But here's what we do know. We know for a fact that if he can't, he can scramble. We know for a fact that if he can't do those things, he can do the checkdowns. We know for a fact that if he can't, he can hit those guys on those shallow crossers, right? You have to look at the entire season as that. This is this is the way I look at it. And I think Kyle Shanahan likes that insurance policy, you know? We saw a guy like Sean Coleman make the roster for two years straight, being injured and never taking a snap for the 49ers. The question is why. And the reason why is because our offensive line coach at that time had experience with Sean Coleman. And he's telling Kyle at the very minimum, if we put him in, this is what we're going to get out of this guy. And that's why you're going to have guys like school make this roster still. Even if he's not a starter, this guy is going to be here because we know at the very minimum, this is what we can get out of this guy. It's easier to plan around a player's faults 
than it is to playing around guys who you have no idea how they're going to play. That's my personal opinion. All right, and I have one other question before I tell people how to find me. Fire it off. Let's go. With our defensive line having all the talent that it has, are you afraid, like, a guy like Kevin Gibbons or Terry Hyder might leave this roster with some of this time ago? Or do you think these guys, like a Jordan Willis, that come communicate for us won't make it because some of these bigger names won't make it? All right, so that's a good question also, right? I, I don't think it's about the names, right? So Jordan Willis, let me, let me use him as an example, right? Jordan Willis was, is a former first-round pick. I think he probably has the biggest name of all the depth guys on the roster. I don't think that uh, Chris Kosarek is worried about where you were drafted, right? So let's use um, – Yeah, but I, I, I do think that Karen Hunter is and he had that big year where he had eight half backs. He doesn't take off, and now he's back again. So, like, in my year, if that is DJ Jones is gone, and so many more favorite guys are gone. Yeah. I'm afraid that Jordan Willis might not make it. Carrie might be there, and I love Carrie. But these guys can't stay healthy for a reason. And I'm afraid like a Mo Horace might be and some of those guys may be gone because we put money or fix or tricks or something else into the guy. So mm-hmm. you're one of these guys who like the art of tricky guys and you like these stuff guys. We always were like one of those ones that was quite addicted. So I had to ask you about Yeah. No, I and the death guy. I understand. I'm gonna answer off the air. Give give people the um, where they can find you on social media platforms, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that off the air. But that that's a really good question. I'm gonna answer off the air though. All right, w- once you're off. Okay. Um, NJ or nine I on Twitter and Instagram, and I am a part of the Red and Gold Twenty Four Seven podcast. We're doing a show tomorrow at 1 p.m. And on Sundays, usually we have people and other UK people on. Did you say that you're doing and a show at 1 p.m.? Yeah, 1 p.m. Because for it's 6 p.m. for that. So you kind of have to be nice with the, the New Jersey guys like me and Ronnie. And then the UK guys have to have a good time and then
Mike is always on my mind. So, so please hit them up and try to help them get the 3K. Hell yeah. And I love everybody and I love the show. And That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for calling in, Melissa. Guys, you heard it, man. Red and gold 24-7, man. That is the place to be, man. That's what listen, man. You guys are so freaking spoiled. I can't I can't explain it enough. Like, there are so many different platforms that get different opinions out there, right? Like, you guys have to go out there and subscribe. Listen, this is what I'm gonna challenge you guys to do. Subscribe to every single 49ers podcaster, every single content provider out there. Watch two of their shows, every single one of them, from start to finish. Don't worry about how they start. Watch it all the way through, right? I'm not telling you to stick with anybody at all, but watch them all the way through because shows change from start to finish. Sometimes it takes a while for people to get in a rhythm, right? You got to dance. There's a dance to this thing. You guys have to get into it. Make sure you guys are subscribed and supporting each and every single one of them, and then you can find your own cup of tea, okay? Now, Melissa asked me a question about, you know, the big names versus the guys that people like. And here's my take on that. Jordan Willis is probably the highest name depth guy. He was a first-round pick, and let's compare him to a guy like Kevin Givens or Mo Hurst, right? Why did the Niners keep Mo Hurst around when he couldn't contribute at all? Right? Now, I understand Jordan Willis is going to come off the edge and all that stuff, right? But here's here's what it is. If a guy like Jordan Willis doesn't make the roster, in my opinion, that speaks volumes about a guy like fill in the blank, whoever they kept over him, right? This was a first-round talent, and he didn't make it so we can keep a guy like this. It doesn't matter who the per- – it could be Mike Andrews. Okay, they could say, you know what, guys, we're going to cut Jordan Willis, see if we can get him back on the practice squad as a veteran. But if not, we want to keep a guy like Mike Andrews around. You know what I'm saying? Who's called? Why can't I answer? Damn. Let me let me answer the call. It's not showing. I really want, oh, there it is. Uh. Did I get it? Hello? Yo, yo, Mike. All right, give me, give me, give me like 20 seconds to finish answering this question, all right? All right. Boom. So here's my point, right? And Melissa's question was really good. Like, if a guy like Jordan Willis doesn't make the roster or Mo Hurst, who the team clearly really likes, right? They let him sit on the sideline, injured, and they still decide to bring him back. The team sees something in a guy like that. But if those guys don't make the roster, what does it mean? We shouldn't be nervous if something like that happens. That means they like someone else even more. That means they have higher expectations for whoever they decided to keep over the other guy. So we have to keep that in mind. Let that play in the back of your minds and say, you know what? If this guy was able to walk, then the next person should be that much better. They at least equal who that person was. Maybe it's because of age. Maybe it's because of uh, ability in a certain down or distance or, you know, a certain package. But they find reasons to keep those guys around. 
And that's why you should be excited that they decided to keep him. All right. So it's going to hurt emotionally. You know, you had a guy with eight and a half sacks in, 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 in a hearse, right? It's like, I mean, Hyder. Damn, Hyder made the team. But if Hyder were to get cut, think about this for a second. Hyder comes here, he gets eight and a half sacks. And the Niners say, you know what? We're okay with letting Hyder walk. What the hell do you think that means they expect from the next guy? You got you have to factor that in. Chris Kosarek knows Hyder. Hyder had his two best seasons under the Chris Kosarek belt. And they're still comfortable enough to let him walk? That means that they expect that much more from the next guy. That should excite us, right? It should make you nervous when you're first looking at the names on the paper. But then when you see what's happening, when you see, oh, damn, they decided to keep, they decided to let Hyder go so they can keep a guy like Mike Andrews. Mike Andrews better go out there and bust his ass for the 49ers. That's the way I take it. That's me. That's the way I take it. So I hope that you guys understand what I'm saying here. We're going to get to this next caller. All right, who are we speaking to? Mike, it's Ali, bro. Oh, my God. This is my guy from the border. What's going on, Ali? What's going on? What's up, man? I had to show a little love on a Thursday night. It's a, it's a long weekend, small Canada day. I had to wish you, the faithful, uh, happy Independence Day, long weekend, July 4th, I and just uh, all love from, from Canada here. Hell yeah, man. Now, Ali, first question. Do you have to work tomorrow? No, bro. It's a long weekend. Some people have off Monday. Some people have off Friday. I just wanted to know if you had to work tomorrow. First and foremost, yeah. one, I love you. Two, thank you for calling in, Ali. Now, I got to ask you I some questions. I, I know, I know, man. This is this is my brother from another mother right here. This is my guy right here. If you guys don't know, let me let me let you guys in on a little secret, right? You guys remember Ali from the overreaction shows and getting ripped online and just bearing his soul for the whole world to see. But here's something that you guys don't know. Ali and I message each other at least every single Saturday. We take a shot together. We show the pictures, we throw it back, and we vibe. How's mom doing? How's family doing? And we kick it. Ali is a dude that has been with me through thick and thin. He checks on me when people don't see. I check on him. I check on his mom. He checks on me and the family, the kids. Like, this is my guy right here. This is my guy right here, man. Come on, bro. You motherfucking right, man. You motherfucking right. Ali, man, what's going on with you, man? What What are your thoughts? on? Let me let me ask you this question. Let's get right to it, man. Your expectations for the 49ers this 2022 season. <laughs> man, if you remember me from the overreaction shows, and I'm, the, I'm a pessimistic person. Like, naturally. I think we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, bro. Hold up. <clears throat> Pause. I got meat in my mouth. Hold on. You are the first caller to say this. You didn't say you think we're going. 
You said you think we win the Super Bowl this year? I think this is our year, Brad. Round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. The first caller. Here we are almost two hours in. We're getting our first caller to say, not only do we go. Now, before you, Ali, there was someone who said, I expect the Niners to get past the first two rounds of the postseason. Two rounds, and I broke it down, was wild card and divisional. So if you get past those two, you're getting to the NFC Championship game. You're saying, not only do I expect us to be in the Super Bowl, I expect us to win the Super Bowl. Am I getting that right? That is correct. This team, the core of this team, besides the quarterback position, it's battle-tested. This is the core of this team. I'm talking about Nick Bosa, Fred Warder, Kyle Shanahan, George Kittle, uh, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. Um, Eric Armstead. This is the core of this team. And they're ready to lift that Lombardi trophy for number six. Oh, my God. Ali is in here talking to my soul. Now, Ali, all right. Listen. Listen. If Trey Lance is even 5% better than Jimmy Garoppolo, with everything we've done this offseason, we we should be in a Super Bowl. Ali, listen to me, bro. This is between me and you and nobody else. No one else can hear this. You ready? I'm going to say it. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Not only do I have the Niners making it to the Super Bowl, I think we win it this year. Everyone talks about Oh, man, we shouldn't have the same expectations that, you know, uh, we saw what we saw what Patrick Mahomes did in his first year as a starter, his second year in the NFL. We shouldn't have those expectations. Nah, I say, fuck that, man. I say, why not us? Why not us? Why do we have to be the cautious fans? Why do we have to be the fans that say, let's temper expectations? We saw Patrick Mahomes do it. Why can't we do it, bro? What's up? Why not us? Exactly. Why not us? What's stopping this team? The only thing stopping this team is itself. Mm. The Niners don't get beat. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <clears throat> I'm not going to let you breeze past that. What you're saying is the Niners don't get beat by opponents. They get beat by not executing. Exactly. Let's go, bro. Break. One, of the main, one of the main reasons they weren't executing a lot on offense was because they didn't. And one of the main reasons they weren't executing on defense was because of the cornerback position. Mm. And that's that in the playoffs. And if you look at the QB position, Trey Lance's versatility, he could be at least, at most, at most balling it. He could be at least 5% better than Jimmy. Mm. At least. Mm. On, de- on defense, not only are you bringing back Jason Barrett, you've added Darcy Mars, you have added two new rookies, you have Diamador Lenore coming back, you have Andrew Thomas coming back, you have Emmanuel Mosby. 
Bro, let me tell you something, man. I'll, I'm going to tell you something that I don't think I've told anybody else. This is the second thing, right? Kyle Shanahan said something a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago. He said the reason we're trying to trade off Jimmy Garoppolo is because we think Trey Lance is ready to take over. And what that told me was if we didn't think Trey Lance was better, we wouldn't be moving. Do you agree so far? What do you mean? Jim, listen, Kyle Shanahan said the reason we are trying to trade Jimmy is because we feel Trey Lance is ready to take over. Right? Yeah. Kyle said in his first year, <clears throat> at the beginning of last year, we don't expect a rookie to come in here and take Jimmy Garoppolo's job. So now that they're ready to move on, that tells me that Kyle expects Trey Lance to be at least as good as Jimmy Garoppolo is. Absolutely. So why Absolutely. can't... No... Come on, bro. Come on, bro. There's no, there's no lies detected. If, if the coach, if one of the best, if, if one of the best coaches in the NFL can get and he's seen it all off people. We watch the tape. Why can't we see it? Mm. 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 All these three last haters. All the people in the media. He's not ready. He's not going to be good. He's unproven. Let him prove it. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. The only reason they doubt, the only reason they doubt is because they haven't seen it yet. Right? Exactly. It's time to fucking show him, baby. Come on now. The bison himself is coming out, man. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, man. Ali, bro, you get me hype, man. You turning and, me up over here, bro. And, and listen, Debo Samuel, I want to I want to speak on him for a second. Debo Samuel What we, we do? Drafted a guy in the third round. What we do, Ali? Uh oh, break it down. Who we drafted in the third round, bro? We drafted a guy in the third round. Was it Danny Gray? <laughs> no, it wasn't Danny Gray. Oh, okay. We drafted we drafted a running back in the third round. Oh, tied it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said third round. I'm thinking third pick. That's the alcohol speaking. And on that note, I'm going to take another sip. But go ahead, break it down, bro. TDP. You know what? He's gonna, I'm going to say something, and I know we've kind of talked about this. I'm not the biggest Eliza Mitchell guy. Ooh. I watched. Ali, wait, wait, before you say, Ali, wait, before you say this, bro. We got over 12,000 subscribers here. Thousands of people are going to hear what you're about to say. Are you sure you want to say this right now? Ali, if you do this, I'm going to be forced to speak my truth. And this is going to lose me a lot of subscribers. Are you sure you want to do You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go. Elijah Mitchell is not going to be the running back one this year. 
Here it is. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of him. Like he, he was good in circumstance. He was good in circumstance. I feel like Ty Davis Price or one of the other running backs is going to be. They're going to share. Mitchell's going to be there, but he, he, they're going to share. It's going to be a, a running back by committee. Hmm. Elijah Mitchell is not going to be the guy. And if anybody plays fantasy football, you heard it from me. If you come at me at the end of the season, if you lose your league, do not draft Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Let's go, Ali, bro. Give him my hat. Give him my hat so that so – that, uh, that they can come at me at the end of the season if they if Elijah Mitchell goes off. At A L I Y A Z zero nine. Oh zero one zero one. Damn it! I was so close. See, the the alcohol turned the 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 one into a nine in my mind. A L I Y A Z zero one. Tear his ass up yeah. if y'all disagree. Ali, bro, listen to me, man. While the whole world sang the praises of Elijah Mitchell, all I kept saying was, I don't see it. I wasn't saying that he wasn't good. He didn't do a good job as a rookie. He set 49ers rookie records, right? But I'm sitting here like, bro, that speed y'all say he got, that that 40 time that y'all claim he ran, I don't see it. He got ran down from behind plenty of times. I think the Niners went out. I think the Niners went out and got a bruiser for a reason. I think the Niners went out and sought after a guy who can get the tough yardage for a reason, bro. And here's my honest opinion, specifically when it comes to fantasy football. When we get in those goal-to-go situations, when we get in those three yards or less situations, it ain't going to be Elijah Mitchell. It's going to be TDP. It's going to be TDP, baby. Uh-oh, here we go. Breaking news here. I'm listening. This is going to be not only the red zone guy, but he's going to lead the team in yards, yards after catch, and receptions this year. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, 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 oh. Ali, what about Debo, bro? You can't do that, bro. You can't do that. What about Debo? Oh, my God. Shut down the show. Turn the cameras off. It's over. It's hey, over. This, this, this guy has been working all off this. While Debo's crying, while Debo's liking Cowboys in, uh, Twitter pictures, while Debo's uh, retweeting OBJ OBJ and all that shit. What is Ayuk doing? He's in the kitchen in the train. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You want people to hate you, bro. I don't come on often when I do. You know what? I'm going to type your I'm going to type your name in. On the chat right now and let people know where to find you. And I'm posting it. I'm posting it. I'm sorry, Ali. I'm posting it, bro. I got to let people know where to find you. If you guys have hate for Ali or anything he's saying. 
this is where you get at my guy. I got your back though, bro. You let me know if you need some backup, all right? It's all good, Dad. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is gonna be wide receiver number one, not Debo. I'm with you there. Elijah Mitchell is not gonna be running back one. I'm with you there. And the 49ers are winning the Super Bowl this season. Ali, I'm with you there, bro. Can, can I ask you a question? Oh, you can ask me anything you want, man. What do you think of the Aston Lindmeyer? Say that again? Who? What do you think of the Anthony Lindmeyer? Anthony, did you say Anthony Lindmeyer? Anthony Lindmeyer. Oh, the running backs coach. Yeah, yeah. So this one, this this hire kind of questioned me, right? Like I was, I was sitting here, like, did they only do this because of the absence of Bobby Turner, right? Like, like what it, was that it? And then I said, you know what, Mike? It doesn't matter why they did it. He's here, and what does that mean going forward? I think we see a change in what the 49ers expect from the running backs. I think we see a change in the type of running backs the 49ers go out and get. So before Anthony Lynn, hear me out. Matt Breida, speed demon. Raheem Mostert, speed demon. Elijah Mitchell, 40-time at his pro day, speed demon. You hire Anthony Lynn, and all of a sudden you end up with a Ty Davis price. All of a sudden, it's not about the 40-time. All of a sudden, it's not about the GPS speeds. I think the Niners say, hey, fuck the speed. Give me durability and ability. That's what I thought the Anthony Lynn hire meant to the 49ers organization. What do you think? I think I I actually really like it. Mm. I think we may change our running team a bit. What is the one thing that Kyle Shanahan running backs are known for. What's the one thing that Kyle Shanahan running backs are known for? Yeah. I'm going to say one cut and go. They get injured a lot. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, that, that I was trying to be positive. Like, if you want to go right to the injury, sure, yeah. They all get hurt. Okay, I'm with you. Right? Yeah, hell yeah. So you're expecting a whole new run scheme. Especially with especially with a guy like Trey. Why go back to what you did with Jimmy? You mm. have a Trey Lance as your quarterback. Why not take advantage of that and change the entire scheme? So you think the outside zone kind of goes away, inside zone power scheme? Is that what you're saying? More runs up the middle? Yeah, that's Let's what go. I think. Let's fucking go, Ali. Let's go, baby. I'm with you, man. Come on now. Who, who got hurt at the end of last year? Trent uh, Williams. They were running a lot of outside zones. We need, if we're going to win a Super Bowl, the most important person on this on this roster, one of the most important people on this roster outside of 
Yo. And you need, and you need to like if you're running a lot of outside zone, that opens up the that opens up for more inju- injury. So I feel like if you're gonna you're, that he that Anthony Lynn will come in here, will change a little bit of the style, and we'll be running a lot more uh, inside zone, a lot more just like meat and potatoes, just like get up, get up, and get after it. Bro, Trent Williams on a bad wheel was the pulling tackle on plays. Remember him running across the field, sideline to sideline, oh, yeah. to throw blocks in the postseason? Oh, yeah. I don't and think... you know who we're getting back this year. Who is it? Say his name. What's his name? No, 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 no. One more time. Say his whole name. What's his first name? Mike McGlinchey. Mike fucking McGlinchey. And Mike McGlinchey was the best run-blocking tackle in that entire draft. What's it mean, Ali? Come on, bro. The run game's about to go off this year. And what do you do? What do you do with the rookie quarterback? You, you pound that fucking rock. Let's go. Let's go. Make him stack the box so we got the easy plays down the field, right? Who do you have, who do you have as your tight end? The best running running block tight end in the league. Is that is that George Kittle? I believe that's George Kittle. Don't tell him nothing, Ali. Don't tell him nothing, Ali. Come on, bro. That's what I'm talking about, man. Who's your fullback that you're paying a lot of money to? The highest paid fullback in the NFL for the last five seasons straight. I believe his name is Kyle Juszczyk. Hey, man. Oh, my God. It's about to get real nasty, I'm telling you. Oh my God! I, 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 I honestly, I, I, I honestly don't. If we stay healthy, I'm, knock on wood, we stay healthy. I think this is our year. I honestly, I, 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 I never say this. I don't say this. I'm, I'm a pessimistic guy when it comes to this team. I, I always hear the worst, but I, I. There's just something inside of me. I'm just telling you that the division has opened up. Russell's not there. What's the excuse in Seattle? What's the excuse in Seattle? Arizona. Arizona. Don't even get me started with Arizona, man. They, they, this, yeah. No, no, don't, don't even talk about the other teams. Don't, don't even do it. Don't talk about the other teams, bro. Forget the other teams for a second. Let me ask you a question, okay? Can the 49ers have two 1,000 yard? Running backs this season? Yeah, they could. Oh, my God. They could. Oh, my God. How many times? I, I don't have the answer to this, but how many times did that happen in the NFL? I don't even know. Just off the top of your head. Like, let me, let me, let me hit the Googles real quick. But I don't know. I mean, how many times do you think that's happened? Maybe with a quarterback and a running back. Let me see here. List of NFL 1,000-yard rushing back duos. Here we go. It says Miami Dolphins in 72 had Larry Zonka as a fullback with 1,117 yards and Mercury Murris with exactly 1,000 yards. All right, so it's only happened seven times, and this isn't running. This isn't running backs. This is thousand yard rushers. 
So the latest one was in 2019 with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I had a feeling that was the one. Yeah. Lamar and, uh, Lamar and Mark. Right. Before that, you got to go back 10 years to the Panthers with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. The year before that, the New York Giants and Derek Ward. Oh, man. Oh, man. The year before that, 2000, no, no, I'm sorry, two years before that, 2006, Warwick Dunn and Michael Vick. Oh, man. Ali, you might be on to something, bro. You might be on to something, bro. And you know what this this power run team opens up? Talk to me. Oh, oh my God. The play action game is going to be insane. Talk to him, bro. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to put some meat in my mouth. Pause. I'm going to put some meat in my mouth. Keep talking to him, Ali. Who do we who do we have on our team? We have Steve Demons. We drafted Danny Gray. We have wide receiver one, Brandon Ayuk. We have Debo. Hey, man, we can, we can, we can spread that, spread that uh, pill around, man. Mm, Listen, we're talking all offense right now, and we haven't even talked about the best part of this team. Oh! How about that? And he says it's all that he expects from the offense. They're not even the best part of the team. Are y'all hearing this call right now? Bro, what? Oh, my God. Talk your shit, Ali. I mean. Come on, bro. Let me let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, Ali. You ready? Yeah. All right. Sacks or interceptions? Now, obviously, you're going to have more sacks than interceptions, right? That that goes without saying. But here's my question to you: which which one has a better improvement rate? Do we get ten more sacks or ten more interceptions than last year? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we finished with last year. I'll tell you what we what we finished with in each one, okay? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I will break this down for you here. Uh, 49ers defensive stats, twenty nineteen. Boom. Here we go. I want to know which one we're more likely to have ten more of, okay? Defense. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, that's offense. Where's the defense at? Hold on, hold on. Bear with me. The page is still loading. All right, we're all so sacks last year. That's it. Team stats. We had only 33 sacks last year. Wow, I really felt like we had more. But cool. We had 33 sacks last year. Okay. Yeah. We had 14 interceptions. Which one are we more likely to get 10 more than? The sacks. So you're thinking 43 sacks this year? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is we that, that interception number is going to go up, but I don't think it will be as much as the sacks because we got some speed 
demons on the on the edge. You know what I mean? We got mm-hmm. we signed Kemko Tur- we signed Kemko Ture. We got Drake Jackson that we drafted. We have Samson Ebicom was coming back uh, that had a great that had a great finish to the end, uh, to the uh, end of the year last year. Um, Charles Amenehu that I really liked. Um, who am I forgetting here? Jordan Willis. Yeah. I mean, Come on, bro. That, that, that's all. That's all edge. I'm not even talking. Interior. You haven't even got to the interior yet, bro. And and I think I think I think uh, we're gonna see a lot of different uh, packages this year. I, I expect I expect uh, if if we're if some if we're not getting pressured during a certain game, we could expect to see some different blitz packages. It's gonna bring Jimmy Ward up. Look for Jimmy Ward to get a couple sacks this year. Um. I don't know, man. This defensive unit is scary. This is a, this is a top top two, top three unit. I I, mm. I I don't I don't see any other way around it. This, we, we were top we're five last year, bro. We were top five last year. Why not top three? Why not number one, bro? Why do we have to temper expectations? There's no reason we should. Come on, man. This team is is stacked, bro. This team this team's gonna be scary. I mean. The schedule is a bit tough. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but um, a lot of our tough games are at home. You know, we got the Chiefs at home. We got the Bucks at home. Uh, Talk your shit, baby. Talk your we shit. Got, uh, we got who else? Do we, we, we have all the Rams at home. Rams are home in a way, but Rams is basically two home games. Uh, man. Come on. Uh, we, no, no, no. I got you, bro. We got the Packers. Oh, hold on. No, I got you. I got you, bro. Yep. Oh, but that, well, that's preseason. That doesn't count. But we got the Seahawks at home. We're not worried about that. We got the Rams at home, right? We got the Chiefs at home, right? You with me so far? We got the Saints at home. We got the Dolphins at home. We got the Bucks at home. Nobody's worried about Washington Commanders, right? At least I'm not. We got the Cardinals at home. Like, come on, bro. We got some good Man. teams at home. You know, Vegas is, I think Vegas is slightly disrespecting us. I'm, you know I'm a betting guy, right? So, I just looked at our over-under for win total. It's nine and a half. Mm. That is fucking disrespectful. If you guys want to make some money, go hammer that nine and a half over. Bet the over, baby. You fucking right, Ali. Talk your shit. You bet the over, man. We won 10 games last year with Jimmy Garoppolo and Apple. Starters on this defense, like come mm. on, bro. Put a thousand, put the th- put on. the thousand on the over. I'm doing it. Put the thousand on the over, baby. Put the thousand on the over. Hey, Easy money. Gamble responsibly, but hey, man, if you can, if you can afford it. I'm sorry. I meant to I'm, say. I'm, I'm, I meant to say, put the hundred on the over. I'm I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I'm I'm I'm, I'm betting it. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ali has us winning the Super Bowl. He's got us coming in here with a better run game, better sack game. Ali, let me ask you a question, all right? And I asked this earlier in the show, much earlier in the show. We're going on our two-and-a-half-hour mark here, okay? There's three phases of the game. There's offense, defense, and special teams. Which one of the three phases do you expect to be the most improved this year? 
Not the special teams that they invested all the free agency in. Not the defense that they invested their top draft pick in. But the offense you expect to be the most improved unit. Really? I do. I do. Why? You I, got, I, I do. You, you got to tell I me think, why, bro. I think, I think Trey Lance is going to come in here and provide something that the teams are not prepared for. Honestly. I, I don't I think I think I think Kyle's draft plan with and is gonna come to fruition with with this kid, man. I I, I, I think there's gonna be there's gonna be rookie props and stumbles, there's gonna be a little bit of it's not gonna be perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not I'm not here being the full hype guy and like, oh everything's gonna go go brilliantly. Um but um I'm 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 thinking that I think that Trey's just going to bring a different... We saw it at the end of last year, bro. We saw it at the end of last year. He just grew more and more as that game went on. Um, a couple of those early starts that he got and halfway starts and stuff, you can't even count those, bro. Those aren't even... That, that, that's, that's... You know, that's... You can't even count those, bro. That's, that, those, aren't, those aren't real starts. You're, you're, his Houston start was a national start, and you could just see... As the game went on in that Houston game, he got more and more and more comfortable as on. You know? Hell yeah. Um, I Hell feel yeah. Like, I, feel like, I feel like this offseason is going to be really special. Uh, sorry, this, this season is going to be really special for him. And, and uh, Ali, I'm going to be honest I with you, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first time we disagree all night. All right? I got a comment up on the screen right now. It's from Melissa. Previous caller, she said, special teams, no question. I am banking on it. Big Mike can troll me on it. Melissa, I can't troll you on it because I agree with you. I think a lot of people forget how terrible our special teams were. Our special teams unit was bottom seven in the NFL. Bottom seven. I think because of how bad they were, they immediately become the most improved unit. We didn't invest one free agent. We didn't invest two free agents. Our top three free agents this offseason were all on special teams. A return man and two coverage guys. I honestly and sincerely think our special teams unit plus a new special teams coach. That's the other thing that people are forgetting. The most the 49ers invested in any of the three units was the special teams. I think, and I, I agree with Melissa here, the special teams unit will be the most improved. I'll happily be wrong, but let me tell you, that defense that was top five is damn hard to improve. That offense that was ranked around 17, all right, cool, give us a top 10. But that's still something, especially for a first-year quarterback. But it's that special teams unit. That was at the bottom half of the league, the bottom third of the league. I think they take a major jump up. I'm talking about, you know, top 12 or higher. I think that special teams unit gets it done, Ali. I really, really do. And because of that, I got us having the biggest improvement on special teams. Now, that doesn't mean that everything else you said can't hold true. That doesn't mean that the, that the offense can't take that step forward with Trey Lance. I'm not diminishing what you're saying, but the biggest jump, I got to agree with Melissa here, I think it's special teams. What say you, bro? I, I, I hear where you're coming from. I, I, I see how you say that, how bad we were and how big of a step we we 
used to take up. Like, I kind of, I, I, I see what you're saying and I don't hate it. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Outside of Bosa, who gets the most sacks on the team? Uh, I'm going to go with Kemko Ture. Kamiko Ture. Yeah. Jersey. Jersey strong in the building. So not only do you have this guy making the roster, you think he's the biggest contributor on the defensive line. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you watch him at Rutgers? Did you, or, or are you just saying this because of what you saw from the Colts? I watched a bit of college. I, I saw I, I saw I saw a bit of him at, at saw a bit of him there, and I saw I, I watched a lot uh, some of his highlights with uh, with the Colts. You know, he he um, he definitely takes advantage with a good interior pass rush, right? Mm. So, uh, with uh, they had they had Big Buck there, right? So. Uh, we we got some we got some bogs in up the middle too with Armstead, which mm. is going to be similar similar to Buck, similar to Buck there. And you know if you add Kinlaw and you, you got Hassan Ridgeway, you, you got you got some guys up in the interior that should free up. And then and you got Bosa who's going to be double teamed all the time. Come on, I like it, man. I fucking like it, Ali. Ali, you've gassed me up here, man. I got to ask you a one on a one on one question. Then uh, I'm going to give you the floor to tell people where to follow you. So here's your one-on-one question. The last one for the night, guys. I've taken the phone number off. So no one else is calling in. This is going to do it for us. We're at the two-and-a-half-hour mark here. All right? I talked about wide receiver versus corner. I talked about running back versus linebacker. I even talked about kicker versus special teams player. All right? The game is on the line. You know the roster already. You know the anticipated starters in all 22 positions. All right? It's fourth and one in the NFC Championship game. No, 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 no. Let me change it. It's fourth and seven in the NFC Championship game. Everybody is healthy on both sides of the ball. You have an offensive genius. And Kyle Shanahan calling the plays with a healthy roster. I'm talking George Kittle. I'm talking Elijah Mitchell. Ty Davis Price is the rookie we all expected him to be. I'm talking Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Danny Gray is the deep threat that everybody expected him to be. Everybody on the offensive line is panning out just the way we hoped they would. Going up against D'Amico Ryans and his defense. You got... Kamoko Ture. You got Eric Armstead. You got Maurice Hurst. You got Nick Bosa on that defensive line. You got wide risk. I mean, you got cornerback number one in Traverius Ward. Cornerback number two in Jason Verrett. Slot corner is Emmanuel Mosley. You have the number one PFF-rated linebacking core in Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Aziz Al-Shair. And then behind them, you have Jimmy Garoppolo and Hufunga. I'm asking you the hardest question of the night, Ali. It's fourth and seven. If the offense doesn't convert, they lose the game. But the defense is on the field, and fourth and seven looks like a mile. 
which coordinator, coach, do you have more faith in to execute? Kyle Shanahan and his offense or D'Amico Ryans and his defense? No, no, no. Don't break up now. Hello, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? All right, I hear you. I thought I thought it was breaking up for a second. Okay. All right, here we go. I want to hear this. I fourth and seven. Not fourth and one, not fourth and two. No, this is fourth and seven with the game on the line. I'm gonna go with D'Amico Ryan. <laughs> Let's go. Huh? I trust that I trust that pass rush to get there. When we need the most, I trust that pass rush to get there. I was listing corners earlier. I said I said Emmanuel Mosley. I said Jason Brett. I said Ambry Thomas. I said Yamador Lenore. I said the two rookie corners. I forgot Chavarius Ward. Yeah, you did. Come on, bro. Yeah, you did. Come on, bro. Come on. You're going with the defense. Hell yeah. Wow. I'm not mad at it, bro. I'm not mad at it at all. At all. There's more veterans on the defensive side of the ball. There's more experience. Come on. Fred Porter. Come on. All pro Fred, baby. Let's Lay go. Mhm. That's what I'm talking about, man. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Ali, let everybody know where to find you, man. We're going to wrap this show up here. We have kept you guys for well over two and a half hours. We thank you all for rocking out with us. We hope you guys sincerely enjoy this show. I know, I know. One person on with the faithful. Y'all probably didn't expect it to go this long, but damn it, we're here. It's it's almost 1:30 in the morning. I got a long day ahead of me, and we might be going live from the spa again tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Ali, man, let them know where to find you, bro. Yeah, you guys can find me at at A-L-I-Y-A-Z-01 on Twitter. And I just want to wish everyone happy July 4th, Independence Day. Um, Got mad love for my American friends down there, the faithful down there. And uh, you guys sleep well today, man, and uh, bless. There you go, man. That's going to do it for us, man. Guys, we want to thank you all for checking us out. Ali, man, thank you for jumping on here, bro. I, You know I'll be talking to you soon. Tomorrow's Friday, but Saturday we're going to do our ritual. We're going to keep that thing going, man. It is. It seems to be, um, it seems to be a, a pastime for us, man, and I appreciate it hey. every single Saturday, bro. Hey, hey bro, massive, massive UFC card on Saturday. Sure is. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And by the way, he's going to lose. But we'll talk about that later. (laughs) All right. That's my guy, Ali, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed, man. I'm going to hang up here. My guy, Ali, jumping in as the last caller of the night. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal. A happy fourth to everybody. I will do my sincerest to jump back on before the 4th of July, which is on a Monday. 
But uh, if I don't, happy fourth to each and every one of you guys. We thank you all for rocking out with us over the years, over the time. And again, guys, go out and support all the other 49ers content contributors. Please, they work hard to bring you guys shows all the time. So make sure you guys get over there and show them all some love. I mean, we, uh, come on, 24-7, faithfully. I mean, they're, they're all out there. 49ers Hive, our Patreon pages, extra content coming to you guys all over the place. I sincerely hope you guys enjoyed tonight, man. Troy, my guy, special place in my heart. That's my guy right there. Troy texts me and says, Mike, man, I hope you have a great day. Mike, I hope you feel better. I appreciate things like that. He texts me these things, not just a, a Twitter mention, not something on social media. Like he texts me these things, man. I really, really appreciate it. All right. You know what I'm saying? The greatest 49. Come on, man. I appreciate you guys gassing me up tonight, man. You guys are all wonderful, wonderful people. Mariah. We have shown so much love to the 49er Faithful Lee Show. Guys, make sure you get on over there and subscribe. I can't explain it enough. Make sure you get over there because if you don't, you are only doing a disservice to yourselves. I promise you that. This is not lip service, man. Get on over there, man. Mariah and Tiello over there doing the damn thing. I can't, I can't say it enough. So get on over there, all right? 49ers throwback, 49ers Chanel. I mean, you all have been phenomenal thank you all so much man uh we hope that you guys enjoy the show we'll be back with much much more and if you guys know anything about me today was especially hard to bring the show but we did it we powered through it and you guys rocked out with us i love you all you all hold a very very special place in my heart i i'm not this is not lip service i sincerely mean it all right so thank you all in advance for rocking with us and uh we're gonna get out of here breezy's gonna take us home Prepare for glory, anticipate pain, but always remain faithful. I'm out of here, y'all. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it We under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners We nothing but niners We nothing but niners